Welcome everybody to the latest episode of the Dragon Cast. My name is Brian Daniels. I'm back once again with my podcast partner in crime, Victor Salazar. And uh, we've got some very special guests with us on this episode today, Victor, because today we're going to be talking about, is it a good idea to have a convention during the pandemic? And um, joining us today are three very special guests. I got Tom Kroom. He is a uh, writer. He's covered the uh, convention scene. Um, he uh, is a co-host of the Convention Nerds. You see that little logo there he's got? The little logo there is awesome. The, the yeah. little logo. All about the shameless plugs. <laughs> all hey, man. Shameless plugs. hey, man. You know what? We're all about that here on Dragcast. We're all about su- uh, supporting and promoting anybody that we can. So, uh, And he's got some thoughts but, but on... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. He's got some thoughts so, on the convention so, yeah, scene. So. Yeah. I'm the, the CEO of what's called Green Mustard Entertainment, um, which our brand name is Wasabi Anime. And what yeah. Wasabi Anime is, is we actually own and operate conventions all across North America. And we're also contracted by conventions in order to uh, design their anime-based entertainment. So uh, if you go to like MegaCon in Orlando, Florida, or Fan Expo Canada, Dallas, Boston, uh, WasabiCon in Jacksonville, Fandom PDX Portland, that's all our company. Uh, this is my full-time job. That's what we do. And um, what we uh, we do on the side, obviously, is, you know, I do consulting work professionally for, you know, mass gatherings, pop culture events. Mm -hmm. And uh, we designed a podcast seven years ago called Convention Nerds, uh, which with the idea of, you know, talking to professionals on a weekly basis. And now it's, you know, Wasabi Anime has this Twitch channel and I I have a great producer who put all that together for me. And so I get to, (laughs) to complain about this once a week. But uh, yes, I'm in the uh, glorious state of Florida, which back in June, uh, we were the first to foray back into uh, attempting uh, mass gathering pop culture events. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's 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 the perspective I'm coming from is I own conventions. I run them professionally. Yeah. I've done that for years. And uh, now I'm also a co-host of a podcast talking about it. And uh, yeah. yeah, in the midst of a pandemic, lots to talk about. So Ab- absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, Tom. I completely agree. And then we've also got to his uh to the right on the screen here we have samuel chase and samuel you uh also are a convention runner you run the largest uh convention in upstate new york saratoga comic con and so uh, samuel thank you for joining us this morning as well uh if you want to go ahead and tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself and uh, why you think that you're qualified to know about uh convention run during a pandemic yeah tell the people at home who you are a little more inside about it yeah. Oh, well, I do know about it. Um, all right. So, I mean, there's lots of opinions. There's lots of things out there that are going on. Um, basically, just to give people an idea of what I do. I mean, obviously, we're all here for the same reason. So I run uh, Saratoga Comic Con. Uh, I have to do it twice a year because it's um, largest one in upstate New York. Then I also run Plattsburgh, Mid-Hudson Comic Con, and uh, the new Vermont Pop Culture Con, which comes out next year. So mm-hmm. all my shows have been put on hold this year. It's been quite the problem. And, yeah. uh, you know, um, but there's a lot of stuff for should we hold it, should we not? Mm-hmm. And that's a tricky yeah. question because you don't want to be rude and say things like, well, yeah, we should hold the convention. And then, you know, it also can make you look like you're staying well, and I don't care about people's safety and I don't care about people's health, which is not the case at all. Um, There's a lot that happens with a convention. I think it's exceptionally ignorant to just think that I'm somebody that makes money. I'm there to 
grab the money and run away. And that's all I really care about. And that's what people think about a lot of people running conventions right now. They think we make millions of dollars when we live in mansions. (laughs) Well, some of of us do. Um, (laughs) I'm not saying I don't, but I'm just saying. The point is, (laughs) I'm just saying that uh, basically, okay, so what goes into a convention besides me planning the whole thing and a few other people too, but it's mostly me doing all five shows a year. So, and many other things. So what happens when, like, I guess we should go into what happens when a convention doesn't happen. Uh, hundreds of people in the convention as vendors and artists lose their work. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that do have families. They have kids. Uh, what gives them the right, or not the right, but what gives, that, what gives someone else the right to tell them they can't set up shop. Meanwhile is, hold on a minute. Um, I have to go to Walmart oh, wait, that person gets to work and we're buying food from that place. Well, that's a necessity. Um, not everything there. That new stereo, that new video game you bought wasn't a necessity. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's lots of things that people don't think about. And, you know, they, they don't have an issue doing that. And they're saying, well, that's, you know, that's something that I need. And, and a lot of us, okay, unless you're just getting food and maybe clothes when you don't have it, then it's something that you don't need. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, people mm-hmm. need baby sure. diapers. People need lots of other things to provide for their family. But, oh, wait, I can't provide for it because I didn't go to work this week. You know, or the unemployment isn't that great. In New York, unemployment's $181 right now, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's the high part. They got rid of the 600 right. for right now. Yeah. How are people with a full-time family supposed to go and support themselves like that? So, you know, yeah. with the convention, that's what we're losing. That's what they're losing. Some of these people during a convention at my show will make anywhere from, yeah, a few hundred dollars to up to 10000 or 20000 mm-hmm. So it's like, there goes their weekend. There goes all their money. The thing is, that's just net, you know, like that's, um, yeah. well, I mean, well, yeah, well, I mean, um, gross, excuse me, um, net, mm. I messed that up. I'm sorry, it's early in the morning, as we all said. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's mostly gross, 20 grand, but net, you know, they got to pay for their product. They got to pay for the table. They got to pay for the gas or hotel. Sure. So all that stuff, you know, like, I mean, it's, again, besides all that, it's, point is, is that they're missing out on all that. And what else is missing out is, uh, you know, we raise a lot of money for suicide prevention and mm-hmm. thanks to the Montreal X-Men and in, in the uh, Hudson Valley Ghostbusters. And we, I, I just, you know, like suicide rate is up, I believe it's 35% right now. Uh, and there's a lot of things that are happening that affect the area. Now my conventions bring over into the area about anywhere from a quarter to a half a million dollars of business revenue for the local business in general, not just my convention, we're talking hotels, mm-hmm. Right, right. All the, all the restaurants. And these are other people with family. So it's like everything's connected in this giant system. It's like a big spider web, a of positive course. spider web of, of finance and and everything's lost because of it. And do I believe we should do a convention? Well, before I say yes, I believe um, hand sanitizer at all places, just like at Walmart or any other store, mm-hmm. um, six feet apart. Uh, you know, masks are required, gloves if, if necessary. Most of your cosplayers do wear masks. So that's kind of where I feel, mm-hmm. you know, it would help on out a lot. You know, our booths would be um, 
I, a special setup would be required. Booth now, I knew, knew we were just doing introductions at this point, and you kind of already gone down this rabbit hole. Oh, but let me ask I'm you the question. Sorry, he told me to. He told me to tell <laughs> okay. everybody okay. about the thing. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's, have you so, have so you fun, been yeah. to a convention in the pandemic yet? I have not, but I meant to. Go. There's one this weekend, okay. and I can't go because I'm yeah. in Maine um, right yeah. now. Okay. Vacation. But just curious. The thing Fair is, enough. oh. No, I wanted to, but everybody keeps saying they're, they're really great. And then I looked at the pictures and I'm like, are these pictures in the morning at like 10 a.m. before anybody gets there? I'm just before trying to figure out how, up, how yeah. they look. Yeah, yeah I don't even you know, know like why I haven't seen pictures <clears throat> of full conventions. But one yeah. other thing that I was just going to say about my convention finishing on up is that we would put curtains to separate the vendor booths too, you know. And so, and if somebody, you know, make sure you're at least trying to sanitize products that people are touching, or you could just mm. have signs that say, please do not touch, you know, like just look. Mm -hmm. And that would be a, an extremely safe way, yeah. more safe than Walmart. I mean, we're talking people that are like, oh, I'm going to do the, I'm not going to shop there. I'm going to just order online and have and pick it on up. I've seen people, and I, I worked in retail 20 years, I'm not stupid. I've seen people also put the stuff in the cart that they're getting for you. They don't wear gloves. They wear their mask on, but they're not wearing mm -hmm. gloves. So they're putting so so all that stuff they're touching, they put in your cart, and you just brought it home, and you don't know if they have COVID or not. So I, I mean, and then there's three people that touch your food on the shelf before you even pick it on up. So my point is, for a convention, I think we can do it a lot safer than the grocery stores. So Are yes, you... I do. I do think we can do it. Yeah. So so here's so here's my thing. Uh... I will. I will tell you that I'm. I'm very. I'm very. Uh, we shouldn't. I, I don't think we should have a, a convention during a pandemic right now. Okay. I think it's. Sure. I think it's. I feel like it's too risky to get uh, because let me, let me put it this way: you can't trust humans. <laughs> there's always that. There's always a human element of, you know, um, you you can try as you might to um, make people do the things or follow the requirements or do what you feel that they should do to keep others safe. I think the other reason too is, and I'll have, and I'll ask, uh, and, 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 I, and I'm sorry, Dakota, we will definitely get to you in a no. second. <laughs> okay. I'll leave you out there. I don't know who these other guys are yet. <laughs> sorry, right. I will say real quick, real quick, Dakota, Dakota's down here. He's a, he's a, uh, he's a paramedic. He is also in New York. And he's also here to give us his uh, professional opinion on whether or not they should happen. And he's also here to give us some information about Days of the Dead as well. So thank you, Dakota, <laughs> for joining us. Yes, thank you. Thank you guys all for showing up. But, uh, but I want to say that um, I, I, not only are you responsible for the lives of, and the risk of the, the, your attendees, you're also responsible for the risk of the celebrities that you bring to your conventions as well um, and, and them showing up. Now, I will say that I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you real quick and say you're also yeah. responsible for your staff and volunteers who are yeah. just as if not more important. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely, that's and, that's why the face yeah. requirements, all that stuff, just like yeah. you would if you were going to Walmart. Now, are we now are we talking are we talking that we're gonna try to social distance people while we're at these? Because I mean, I'll tell you this: I've been to tons of conventions. I, I mean, I mean, times tons. are better. Tickets, time huh? tickets, time tickets. Don't bring in. Don't allow two to three thousand people in your convention. Okay, you need to buy a ticket for a certain time. But do you, you know, still, like that you can go? But do you still think that it's worth it for vendors to have limited limited guests and limited? Uh, I would have less guests. Less guests. Well, let, me, less let, guests. let me benchmark. Just real take quick. away from the vendors' money. Yeah. So the yeah. two of you are talking. Who in who in this chat has actually since let's say June of this year? Since June not. of this year, you've actually set foot in a convention. I I refuse to go to any right now. So no. 
Okay, so, so nobody's nobody's <laughs> yeah, actually no. gone. And okay, so I'm the only one that's. I've, I've been to four yeah. so far. Yeah, go so, ahead. How are they? I how, how have they been? Are. How have they been from your firsthand account, Tom? Well, I who the, I want to be introduced to these other guys, so I know. So I know I have Saratoga Comic Con, and I have yeah. Days of the Dead, and then who's the other dude? Because we he's, have a third. He's a, he's a paramedic, so he's he's. You're the paramedic he, person. Perfect. Uh, okay. Dakota's the Dakota's the paramedic. Victor's the Victor's the co-host. So I'm just, <laughs> I, I, I'm just I'm just the commoner, you know. Just I've got to be involved. No, I'm a hey, consumer. no, you, <laughs> sir. If you're a paramedic, you are an absolute necessary person. Yes. And uh, I appreciate the work you've been doing, especially in the past six months. It's um, uh, you know, dumb fact about me personally. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a blogger, which is one of the key things here. And uh, I had to blog a few months ago. End of July, I got in a very horrible traffic accident and got hauled out to a trauma unit. I still can't extend wow. my arm. I got scars everywhere oh, from a man. motorcycle accident. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah, I have the highest respect for paramedics. Oh, they just saved my life a couple months ago. Um, but talking to, 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 to the conversation at hand. So we're talking yeah. about and, and, and there seems to be uh a, a a split divide on should we run conventions should we not run conventions yes and the reality of it is uh and again like i said full disclosure this is technically my full-time job this is what i do for a living mm -hmm. um yeah. uh, and the answer is we're going to have to find a way to do conventions yes. because this isn't going yeah. away and, the, and 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 hopefully the paramedic will back me up on this one uh, with medical background um we're in the middle of a pandemic, but a virus doesn't just disappear. Even if we right. get vaccinated, we have a, a, a quote unquote cure. Yeah. We're still going to adjust. Uh, you know, somebody rammed planes into two buildings in New York city. Um, and, uh, thousands of people died. Yeah. Um, thousands. We are now in something that's killed 200,000 people in our country alone. So I still have to take off my shoes on an airplane from 20 years ago for thousands of people dying. Uh, if there's not the expectation that, all of our travel and all of our expectations for mass gatherings is going to change. So yeah. we're naive. Um, yeah. So I've seen four shows so far. The first show I went to uh, tried to come out of the gate far too early. And it was in June of this year. Uh, mm. And when they uh, attempted it, it was a, a toy show. Uh, and I went there curious as what they were going to put into place. And when I got there, uh, there was a sign on the building itself that says, please maintain social distancing six feet apart. That's it. Mm -hmm. So I sat in my car, you know, obviously nervous to deal with this had, you know, I um, lathered myself and, 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 uh, you know, <laughs> antibacterial, which really doesn't do anything for this virus, but, you know, of washed course. my hands a hundred times till they were raw. Yeah. had, had my nice mask on. And, um, when I looked at the entrance, I counted about seven people out there and, uh, three were in masks, four weren't. So I'm like, okay, so I guess there's no stipulation. So when I walked in and checked, I got my, uh, got my watch or got my wristband, gave them money. And I asked the guy, like, seriously, I'm like, hey, just a quick question. I, what safety regulations are in place? And he goes, uh, oh, well, you can only walk uh, east or uh, northbound when you go through the aisles. And I knew he was being kind of just being a sarcastic jerk about yeah. it. I'm like, okay, so it's one way? Yeah. He's like, no, no, we don't care. We still expect you guys to act like, you know, responsible adults. And I walked into that room and it was, <laughs> wait, real quick, I need to check. Are we PG, PG-13? What level of swearing am I allowed in this show? <laughs> you, you can go for it, go for it, man. Okay, yeah. So we're asshole to elbow. And I literally yeah. just go in and get photos with my phone. And I'm just like, I, I you know, I'll navigate a little bit of this, but I'm not going to stay in here. And I immediately <laughs> left. Yeah. And whenever I do, and I've done four of these shows every single time, I book a hotel in town. Mm -hmm. um, I have extended checkout uh, because of Marriott status. 
And I go straight back to the hotel and take a shower again to wash my hands. I'm like, I find immediately the bathroom, wash my hands, get there, take another shower, <laughs> yeah. put all the clothes and change because you can't be overcautious. But the, the first show that we did in June, no fucks were given. They didn't care. It was yeah. just, oh, we're all responsible adults. I'm like, that's irresponsible. Now, oh, yeah. the, the second show I went to was literally a week later. Yeah. And it was a, a show, and it should be noted at this point, we're dealing with hundreds of people, not thousands. Right. But so the second show I went to uh, was significantly smaller um, because uh, I, I just don't think, you know, uh, marketing was kind of their challenge. But they actually, when we walked in, had attempted stuff. Now, granted, it's, you know, all of us have run shows or most of us have run shows before. There's a different level of when you're at different levels of the age of your show or the budget of your show. You know, there's that first year con where everything's something that you printed on a piece of paper and taped it on the wall or wrote it with Sharpie and, you know, you put tape down versus, hey, I printed my nice vinyl step and repeat. Mm -hmm. And the second show we went to uh, or I went to had, you know, taped down color arrows to point. So at least it was better than nothing. Yeah. They had some handwritten signs, uh, like the video game room was exit only. When you walked in their video game room, they had sanitizer there and wipes next to each game station. They right. had them spaced apart, um, but nobody was there. So it was an attempt. Um, the third one is the one that, that <laughs> got a little more press than anything else. Was a show that I personally don't think should, honestly, I don't think anything shows uh, should have happened because the supply and demand wasn't there, number one. And number two, it's, it was just summer. We were way too early. But mm -hmm. another one that attempted to happen over the summer was normally about a 2000 person warm body show. Okay. In, in Northeast Florida. And they take place instead of in a convention center and, a, and an expo center. So it's kind of like a fairgrounds building. Right. Sure. And I went there and they had respaced their aisles so that you had, I think it was about a 10 foot aisle versus, you know, six, seven feet for mm -hmm. ADA. Yeah. Um, People were required to wear masks. They were doing temperature checks at the door. Uh, they were doing all of the legal disclaimer questioning, questions when you came in. Like I got came in and uh, you know before I could park, they're like, have you been near anybody, uh, exposed to anybody with COVID in the past 10 days? All the questions they're going to ask. I'm like, this is awesome. I recorded the whole thing. I'm like, no, this, yeah. you guys are doing a great job. They're like, what's your temperature? I'm like, cool, don't have it. All right, go park over here. Go in, put in my mask. Make sure you have a mask, buy a wristband, sanitizer stations everywhere. Um, but it was, again, the quick cobble together what we think is going to work. And they had um, uh, a very popular Power Rangers actor. And that was their one big actor. And he was the only person. They had this whole row of guests. And the one guest was most popular. And they created a zigzag line that was supposed to be socially distanced. But this goes back to something that you brought up. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to. Uh, you know, drill a hole in it, you know, uh, you said, hey, it's just like with Walmart when we do this. I, I don't know what your dealings are with human beings. But one, I just don't go to Walmart. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I'm a target guy. <laughs> Number two is human beings Same. don't read. You can put a hundred signs in front of them yeah. and they're not going to read. You can be like, oh, here's my most explicit instructions. And they're going to be like, oh, I never saw the 10 signs, you know? And so the problem <laughs> yeah. was nobody's paying attention and you had people on top of each other in this line to meet this power ranger clumped up and nobody doing line management or telling people to do stuff. So um, in, in Florida, I do have the advantage. We have our theme parks open and I got to go to a preview at Disney before they open because they were the people that we always steal from here of, Oh, how are they doing it? Oh, we should do that too. Cause yeah. our line management in our state is amazing because we get our volunteers and staff from, you know, universal or Disney. That makes sense. Yeah. But 
but what they did, and, and it was proof positive this, and, and this is the missing piece, and this is going to be the challenge. Hey, I have all these rules in place. You know, I'm, I'm running my giant Comic-Con, and here's my rules. Here, Don't do this. Don't do this. Stay apart. One, people are only going to follow the rules if they feel like it. I mean, you know that when you, you know, say, I don't know how many anime kids you have at your shows, but at anime cons, you know, good luck telling them not to run in the halls or not to sit down on the ground and clump, you know, <laughs> it's in the rules. Oh, I'm sorry. Whatever. They're going to ignore you. But number two, it's the manpower required yeah. in yeah. order to enforce these things. So that example I use with the guest is, is yeah. the perfect one, which is technically they had this set up correctly. The guest themselves was wearing a mask, taking photos with people, right? Mm -hmm. They had the little spaces on the ground when you were there that said, hey, you know, X here and a sign up front because they couldn't afford full circles that said six feet apart. So it's just stay six feet apart and then X is everywhere. Right. And, and so they had the framework there, but what they were missing, and this is where all of us are going to have challenges as promoters and runners, was there needed to be a human being with effective communication yeah. skills because yeah. all that's going to happen, and, and I think the paramedic will back me up on this one, is... Um, 75% uh, of the people, you know, I, I believe the glass is half full are good people and are just going to listen. 25% of your Karens or your entitled people that are going to push back on you. Yeah. Like, who are you in charge of this? Oh, you're the, who are you? Well, I want the guy running the con to tell me to fucking move, man. No, go <laughs> yeah. fuck yourself and stand yeah. on the X. Yeah. But the problem is I can't say that to people. I have to go, sir, I understand. And if yeah. you don't have one, a person there in the first place, and then two, a person with strong communication skills, that's where escalation is going to happen. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, so getting back to, 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 you know, the three cons. So one shouldn't have happened. There was no social distancing protocol, no nothing. And that was in June of this year, okay. right afterwards, lots of it in place, but the, um, uh, the, uh, people weren't there. And then the third yeah. one was normally a couple of thousand people show, you know, I've, I've been to the show in the past. It's not huge, but they draw at least 2000 warm bodies by estimate. And there right. was hundreds there. Um, at best, you know, they probably cycle through by my math when I was there, maybe 600 <coughs> unique bodies throughout the, the couple of days they ran and they attempted to do everything correctly. I mean, the, the other great thing to their credit, um, I took this great photo and it's actually on the Japan times in Tokyo last month. They, they got the photo from me and I gave them rights of here was their stage. And then they took sets of chairs, two chairs at a time, six feet apart. So what was normally a 500 person seating room was a 150 person seating room yeah. so that you could sit there in groups of two or just by yourself that were distanced. And is that something we're gonna have to look at? And then there's a whole yeah. world of it. So, um, you know, wrapping this back up of, you know, who's been to kind of, I've been to four of them. And then I went to one uh, two weeks ago, I think it was, and it's the one, the article I sent you. And I went to it yeah. because it was the people who ran the show in June. And I wanted <laughs> to see, oh, hey, we're a uh, hundred yeah. and something days later. I wonder if anything's changed. And spoiler alert, mm. nothing had changed. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, I, I saw that. They, they had nothing nothing in place from their convention. They were like, well, the hotel says you have to wear a mask. Yeah. And uh, their attitude was, well, that's not our job to enforce. Yeah. And so and, I walked around and went, well, hey, there's people without a mask. But it's because their staff doesn't want to enforce it, so they don't give a shit. So I want to I want to touch on that real quick too, because I know uh, uh, Samuel, you you had mentioned the Walmart scenario. You know, I unfortunately have been to Walmart a couple times throughout this pandemic. Um, like like Tom, I'm a I'm a Target guy through through. But anyway, <laughs> okay, well, Target, Walmart, but, CVS. But um, but but as far as um enforcing it, now my biggest problem with retail 
places. I, I've also, I have, I have about 17 years in retail experience myself, retail management, retail experience, um, is the enforcing. Um, yeah. You know, you, you have these signs on these retail stores to say, what, what do they always say? You know, you mask required upon entry, right? And then uh-huh. what do you see people do? They come in, they shop around, then they get to an aisle where they think no one's watching them and they take their mask off. They take their fucking mask off, right? So my problem... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more, more. It, it I guess, kind of depends you, on where it, you're at. It, I'm. It's in, mostly it, your hands. It, it, yeah, it, that's what it's gonna that. Be. It's it's but, that. It's that, and then touching the product. That's what it really is. Man. But my it's well, not, like the mask is great. Sure. But, but my biggest problem is your hands. But my biggest problem is 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 the enforcing of this thing. And you've got retailers who are saying, "Oh, we're not, we're, we're telling our employees not, don't <laughs> don't enforce it." Don't kick them out. So my question for both of you gentlemen is, and then we'll get to Dakota after this question is, how do you guys feel about if you're going to charge your attendee, if you're going to charge attendees to go to your shows during a pandemic where they have to wear a mask, they have to do all this shit to, to be protected, and they are not doing it. Are you going to kick people the fuck out of your convention? Goodbye. Are you going to yep. kick them gonna, out? Because, because, because out. I would say That's that That's exactly you're... what I'm going to say. I'm going to say it right to their face. I'll do it myself. Um, my staff is very well organized. The city center in Saratoga very well organized uh i mean we we run a very strict convention in general you have to be a micromanager in order to have a good show sounds like the one um the guy was talking about there that one sounds like a disaster and like people maybe (laughs) cared less (laughs) and that they could have cared and that they could have cared less i mean we're gonna be we're gonna be more stricter than a a walmart or target or wherever you want to go let me interject this real quick i want i want to point out that nobody doesn't care i don't there are people that don't care and when you said he could care less or i'm assuming it's a he i'm I'm, which is sexist unfortunately they couldn't care less but the reality of it is their caring is in a different direction and the stance of these shows is well i care about your rights you have the right to choose to wear a mask (laughs) and they're just as passionate about those of us that follow signs go well i'm just as passionate about wearing the mask to protect myself and others so there's caring on all ends it's just what you care about yeah well i well, I, I think i was referring to yeah. like you know like there was nobody you know like there wasn't enough staffing you know like the power ranger line we have like right. people we, we have a group that is specifically for the guest stars this is before the pandemic like we have a mm-hmm. group that's all about the organization of our show so i'm you know uh whether i mean basically if we see people out there masks <laughs> um i've been in stores another tribe and i guarantee you we all know there's been instances where people have maybe not cared or they didn't see them that's gonna happen you can't control that mm-hmm. uh, but again you know did you just go to target and pick something up that someone touched with covid and it's in your house right now and you have it on your hands i don't know maybe you know i mean yeah i gotta remember my like my job and the conventioner's job well i mean i'm not sure i mean it's i think they're similar but the point is our jobs are basically yeah retail but our retail thing is like on the weekends you know <laughs> like like it's a convention yeah. on the weekends sure. it's basically a retail convention it's a giant walmart and saying hey you know instead of having to go to amazon and all this other stuff you want to meet up with your friends and all that we have a two-day convention all this special stuff is going to be there we're gonna have guest stars panels all that stuff it's 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 like a you know um it's its own special event and the thing is is that we're basically running a retail job. So yes, keep all well, the me, same CDC guidelines. You're bringing up something. Let me ask you a question then sure. so we can clarify and benchmark this conversation correctly. Yes. So you're, you're using like Target and Walmart as an example. And you know we're all talking about when we run our shows. 
So you you, you said like I'm looking at your site and it's November 20, 2020, but you said you that one's not happening, correct? No, it's not. So, no, no. So you haven't already. Yeah. So so here's here's my two questions, and uh, which I think are going to impact how we're all thinking about this, or hopefully at least draw the discussion. Number <laughs> one is. Are, do you have volunteers or is everybody who operates your convention paid? Are you a paid operation or Both. do you have volunteers? Both. Okay, so you have, but no, it's one or the other. So you have volunteers, not everybody is paid. Correct, okay. Oh, so yeah. number two is if you have volunteers and you're asking volunteers to volunteer during a pandemic, are you gonna make them sign uh, a, you know, an indemnification I see that they can't sue you if you're going to get COVID working, because the example we're using right now is, mm-hmm. hey, I work at Walmart. I work in retail. These are paid employees that are taking up upon them a certain level of risk and understanding yeah. when they go there. Uh-huh. You know, when I go to to Walt Disney World, there's signs everywhere. Uh, you are uh, accepting the risk of coming here to COVID. If you have volunteers that are supposed to be your management and enforcement of staff and they're strictly volunteers, you know, and they're not getting any sort of compensation. Are you going to make them sign an indemnification? Because now it's like, hey, not only do I need you to donate your time to run my convention, because like I said, it's retail, it's got to make money. But number two, I want you to say you're never going to sue me if you get sick while volunteering for me. And then when you come to that point, which you haven't yet, you know, I haven't either. Mm -hmm. um, But I've talked to people who have because I've talked to cons. Getting people to volunteer under those auspices is a challenging conversation in a slippery slope. That has to be a tough conversation. It is. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's well, actually. You, well, yeah, let, let's ask Dakota. Point. Let's ask Dakota real quick. Yeah, know, let's what get Dakota the risk, in here. What's the, what's, what's yeah. the risk factor there, let's, Dakota? Let's, you know? let's, let's hear from the paramedics. Let's, Go for it. There is, there is a huge risk. Uh, you got to mm-hmm. look at volunteer EMS, too, because that is a thing. You know, if a volunteer EMT yeah. gets on the ambulance, are they going to be expected to deal with a COVID patient? And the answer is yes. And do we make those mm-hmm. people sign a form no because it's part of the job that's what they're to expect mm. so if you're going to have volunteers for cons volunteer and signed uh paperwork in regards to you know not suing that's a great idea legally but they have to know what they're getting into um right mm-hmm. now there's as of this morning there's eight million 145 confirmed cases of covid in the united states so eight million one hundred forty-five thousand. Mm-hmm. Out of those, 221,000 have died. Mm. So compared to other viruses, realistically, it's kind of the same. If you look at the flu, if you look at other viruses, the death rate is either less or about the same. The one thing that I'm going to say that pisses a lot of people off is a lot of these numbers are beefed. And I can say that because earlier this year, I had a patient die in a car accident. And the New York State Department of Health ruled their death COVID. Explain that. Oh to me. wow! Yeah, that yeah. happened to my that, that's, that's crazy. That's so the friends. the numbers yeah. that you're seeing are a little beefed. I have had contact with dozens of COVID patients, and I have never gotten it just by wearing masks and gloves. Yeah, nothing else. They work. Yeah, they do work. Yeah, they work. So. The problem in the U.S. right now is a lot of people say, this is fake. I don't give a fuck. And then yeah. the other half, like, yeah. well, science doesn't lie. Yeah. Yeah. And science doesn't lie. You know, but at the same time, 
politics do. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah and that's and that's the thing makes too. Makes it tough, man. And and, and that's the thing Thank too you. is is that this is a uh, of course you know when it comes to doing a convention in a pandemic, it's it's going to be a re- regional thing. And the unfortunate part is, yes, this has become a political issue, which really sucks. And it because, shouldn't have, and, and it yeah. shouldn't be. This is this is this is not about politics. It doesn't matter right. what side of the aisle you're on. Who cares? This is a virus. It's real. It's not fake. It's not mm-hmm. a hoax. It's not all that right. shit. So, so I will say, yeah, that- I mean that's that's the unfortunate part. Yeah, for sure. I will say yeah. that, you know, for up at least in my area in New York, I'm about an hour north of Saratoga. So I, I get the, yeah. oh, cool. the, there you go. yeah, I'm, I'm in like, Georgia. I didn't know where you, there oh, you like go, yeah. <laughs> no, you're only 20 minutes. So I, uh, <laughs> this region businesses are dying because yeah. of COVID. And what do you do? Do you let your business die? Or do you find a way to say, fuck you, and I'm saving my life here? And yeah, if yeah, I was yeah. a con owner, I don't run cons. Apart from being an EMS, I, I am very involved in DJing and music production. That's mm-hmm. the other part of why I'm here. Yep. Um, but, yeah, yep. um, you know, businesses are dying in upstate New York. And I assume yeah. it's happening all over the country. So these yeah. are people's families. These are yeah, people exactly. kids. It's not just me. It's, I mean, I have a child. You right. know, he's in the other room, you know, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's not just me. It's think of all the other hundreds of thousands of people. Like I said, it's a spider web. Everyone's right. connected. I don't have a show. The restaurants and every in the downtown Saratoga doesn't get a half mm-hmm. million dollars every show. Sure, you right. know, people say, oh, well, whatever. It's like, no, that's people's lives. That's how so, people I, I mean, a part of the problem too is, you know, the people are saying, you know, this should not, this virus should not circle around the economy. You're right. It shouldn't. But. Mm-hmm. people are losing jobs they're yeah. becoming homeless they're losing everything because yeah. of this how long do we sit here with our thumbs up our ass <laughs> waiting for this to either pass because like you yeah. said in the beginning this is not going to pass yeah. this is going to be a yearly exactly. thing yeah. and get ready because like a yearly flu shot you're going to have to get a yearly covid shot because there is going to be a different strain of coronavirus every single year from here on out mm-hmm. same thing with the swine flu it's not as popular now but there is That's a right. different strand of swine flu every single year. So, well, you're being very analytical about this and we have to be. And unfortunately, again, over the summer, I did a lot of interviews with media locally in Florida and then also in Japan. Mm-hmm. And the one <laughs> statement I made that, that took off a little bit, and I'm going to stick to it again now, is we are experiencing within, you know, I said pop culture events, but this applies to mm-hmm. mass gatherings. You're a DJ. Um, so nightclubs, yeah. anything we are experiencing, we're in the midst of, of Darwinism in action. Mm-hmm. And Darwinism <laughs> teaches us that one of three things is yeah. going to happen, which is 30%, you know, in, in, in our industry of pop culture cons, 30% of uh, the conventions, one third of the conventions are going to be fine. They're mm-hmm. owned by Reed Pop in form of pop culture. There are these conglomerates uh, or these larger shows that have the yeah. coffers to weather the storm, yeah. you know, uh, you know, yeah. peak uh, apex predators, they're going to be fine. Then you right. have the lower end, which is a lot of your mom and pop shows. They <laughs> own one show, they own a couple shows, or, or you know, they're just the, the, the local volunteer one. And those are the ones that are going to die. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we have which one is of the companies- unfortunate. And it's yeah. true, but it's true. Yeah. Uh, one of the companies I own is a company called Talent for Cons, which is a a talent booking company it represents about a hundred actors. And we took advantage of the off season of no conventions. And I put them to work on projects and in North America, just North America in 2019, there were over 1400 
events that would be classified as a pop culture event, you know, comic book, anime, something like that, right? right. So there's 1,400. So rounds it up to 1,500. That means by the time we get back up and running, 500 of those are gone. Mm-hmm. So it's two, it's, it's, we have Apex, your big ones are going to live. Lower end, they're going to die. And then there are a number of us that are right in the middle. And, you know, what you described is correct, which is um, Darwinism is evolution. We're going to have to change. So while I feel the empathy of businesses are closing, trust me, my wife works for a small business. You know, technically, I, my company is designed, uh, uh, defined as a small business. However, there's a level of stagnation that's happened within the United States, and we're in a free market. And people have blindly just, you know, uh, got, you know, Walmart's a great example of, you yeah. know, and Amazon of, yeah, yeah. hey, you know, I'm going to pay my employees a, a barely livable wage so that mm-hmm. they can get food stamps. But at the same time, we're raking in millions of profits. And now we're seeing because of that, yeah, the ones that didn't insulate are built for that. Yeah, businesses are failing. So what does that mean? Again, it's, it's harsh. It's cruel. It's Darwinistic, though, of yeah. a lot are going to fall. A lot aren't going to come back. A lot are going to shift. But the ones that do come back, we're going to see a much different landscape in the coming years mm-hmm. oh, of how these oh, businesses yeah. are oh, built yeah. absolutely and built to sustain long term. Because once they've lived through this and we all live through this, you know, we're not going to have a not pl- we're, we're not not going to have a plan for this anymore. You know, right. we have to be able to plan for it. the biggest right. thing. And, and you know, the, the con owners here can jump in on this is. We all suddenly had to, when we realized we might have to cancel some of our events, suddenly we were all going through the fine print of our insurance policies. And how many of us actually ever thought one day, I, I know I didn't, I was like, oh, where's, where's my uh, pandemic uh that's act my of God, right? Coverage. Act of God, yeah, right? Yeah, and then, and then my insurance company going, no, no, that's not an act of God. That's no. an act of dumb shit humans. Yeah, so right. it's not covered. They're like, oh, you could have bought pandemic coverage. And they're like, who the fuck buys pandemic? No I do now. Yeah. And we all do, yeah. you know? Yeah. But prior well, to, to COVID, it yeah. wasn't a thing. It wasn't I a mean, thing, yeah. You know, the thing about it is, too, is, uh, you know, it really sucks, too, that, we're, that we are in the country that we're in, considering the government has done a very piss poor job of responding to this as well and that sucks for business owners because i know a lot of people who are business owners i know a lot of showrunners um mm-hmm. that have that are just had that have decided that they said fuck this we're not going to do it we, we can't we we don't know if the risk is great enough for us to try to even hold a convention or not right because we don't want to be the next super spreader event you know that the news is talking about and then we're and then you're screwed press right right so, oh, yeah. so 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 i mean there's that aspect of it right of of getting that negative attention to do this sort of thing so i mean uh yes you know tom you're absolutely right that after this is all said and done things are gonna the, the landscape of the convention scene in the hell the landscape of life in general as we know it is gonna mm-hmm. be completely different and, and different. it better and it, and it better fucking be because I better be able to go to these conventions and there needs to be some definite rules in place. Just like you put, you know, you're, you're still 20 years later taking your fucking shoes off before you got on a plane. That's not going to change, right? Well, so, you bring that so up. I That's mean, one of the best points I pointed out to people yeah. that, and this is my looking into a crystal ball. I remember working, because I, again, I do like shows all over the world. Mm-hmm. I remember having to wrap up a show once and being sick as a dog. Do we all get con crud, right? Mm-hmm. And you have your con, con crud flu. and you're like, oh, oh shit. yes. And I've got to get from point A to point B again. And I remember like, you know, I am dying fever, but I've got to get on this plane to get home and, and do stuff. So I'd go to the airport and be like, oh, you look like shit, sir. I'm like, oh, I feel like shit, sir. 
And they're like, you know what? We're going to hook it up. Either, you know, I get my free upgrade. They'll hide me in first class away from people and I sleep the flight. Or I've had yeah. a situation once where they're like, hey, the back couple of rows are empty. We're going to give you your own row. Here's a blanket. And I would just lay down, you know. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. Now what's going to happen is, and I don't know the answer to this. This is all predictive, is we're going to get to the plane and be like, oh, I don't feel good. And they're like, oh, sir, because we check everybody's temperature before you yeah. get on a plane now. Um, yeah. sorry, sir, your temperature is too high. We can't let you on the plane. So you have to come back in 24 hours, but you are not allowed to fly. Yeah. And that's a very real possibility. It sounds yeah. ridiculous, but tell me, no, tell me 20 years ago that, yeah, sir, take off your shoes. You yeah, might be a terrorist. Realistically, a yeah. realistically, that's going to be safe. If you think yeah. about it, when do you get sick the most? When you travel, right? So yes. do they effectively clean airplanes? Do they effectively clean trains? So on and so forth. So if you show up to an airport with a fever and they say you can't fly today, that's going to eliminate or hopefully downplay the amount of people who get sick traveling. I mean, mm -hmm. realistically, that's not a bad thing at all. You know, I have a question. I have a question for uh, you and Samuel. Say, for instance, during a convention, <clears throat> you find that five, 10 people have coronavirus while their convention is running. Do you shut it down the whole time? Oh, do you, you better do, shut that down. Do you shut it down? Do you just, <laughs> I mean, what's that like? I mean, can you I make mean, my life hell? I mean, I mean, do, <laughs> I mean, do you, do you shut it down? And then do you, you know, who's responsible for scrubbing the whole convention down? I mean, who's in charge of the, the cleaning, the, the, uh, you know, how are you going to find out they have COVID right I mean, then? Are there, are we going to have on site tests that are done? And that, that was, that was going to be my question. I mean, how would you yeah. discover without what? a violation of rights? But, but, right, let's, say, let's switch it up. Say, let's just say, 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 say you see someone looking suspiciously sick and sweaty, and, you know, my there's mind. someone in there that's a potential, a potential carrier. What would you do in that sense? I, I would tell them to leave. They would have the hazmat. I, I, you wouldn't call I, the hazmat. I would group? refund them. I would refund them, <laughs> and I would just beg you got to go. You know, but like just in case, or, or we would honestly, we were we were going to have the the rule in place of like, if you don't feel well, don't show up. You know, but how many people again are going to obey that? Um, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no. You, you need know, to have the We have the ultimate rule in all of our events, and that rule is, we reserve the right to ask you to leave at any time for any reason. This is a private event. Right. So if I yeah. feel that you looking sick is making staff, somebody uncomfortable, yeah. I apologize for the inconvenience. I will reimburse your parking. I will reimburse your thing, give you a free t-shirt to offset your time. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to ask you to leave at this time. But you know, you should all, you should all if you're running a con, have the private event, yeah. ask you to leave at any time for any reason clause in your agreed to uh, when they buy that ticket, click agreed to. I guess my um, question is, why would you even have to go that route? I mean, when we were all younger, mom and dad taught us, if you're sick, stay home, right? So if you're sick, why would you <laughs> even go to a con? Like, well, yeah, it's I, I, yeah, dumb, yeah, I we got dumbass people, people that are going to do it anyways. You know? yeah. I just don't listen. Well, I, I got the con flu in, in San Diego Comic-Con. I mean, why, why wouldn't you? But the thing is, is that um, man, I, I stayed that, you know, I'll be honest. Um, I stayed in my hotel room a couple of days. I was still getting over it. I went because I had to go see the Lord of the Rings guys. Um, but again, this wasn't COVID. I mean, it was just the con flu kind of thing, but uh -huh. I had to go before it was over and someone else is going to do the same thing. Someone else is going to be like, you know, I'm sick, but I bought this ticket. I don't really want to go see this guest star. They're going to go. That's the problem. So you know. But but it's it's an American societal thing, and it's it's taught at the level of uh, work. I can't miss work if I'm sick. Yep. Because then yeah. I, I don't get paid. True. So no, so no. we have that we have that intrinsic value 
uh, of time ingrained into our mentality versus the populace. So, you know, one of my uh, favorite adaptive things, you know, again, I, my specialization is anime and Asian pop culture. I go to Japan once or twice a year. And when the whole, we have to wear masks to protect ourselves thing happened, you know, my wife was kidding and she got all excited because she has a mask I bought her a couple of years ago from <laughs> Tokyo Disney that was the Cheshire Cat. And it's because in Japan, if you start to feel sick, you wear a mask. It is a normal thing in society. And it's, you know, normal in Asia. Whereas here it's, you know, I'm infringing on your rights. So fuck you. It's the reality of it is it's, it's because cultural norms are certain ways. So to answer the question, you have a great, great point. Why the hell should we be having the discussion about, well, are they going to come to the convention uh, if they're sick? unfortunately you use the example I just used um i want to meet the guys from the lord of the rings um normally those experiences are not cheap you've invested thousands of dollars for the once in a lifetime take out the nerd aspect of it and and um to mainstream this conversation i've waited for this concert to happen how many of us have gone to a rock concert you know oh my god i've I've paid you know a thousand dollars for my seats and you get there and there's somebody sitting a couple rows down that's like Oh, they're sick as a fucking dog, but you know, yeah. and we, we'd probably, we, we'd actually yeah. praise them like, but they're not going to miss he the concert. Yeah. Bless them for, yeah. I'm glad I'm here. Go yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're seeing a, a, a shift in the cultural norm of that used to be, Hey, we praise how tough you were to come out sick. Now it's like, Oh, stay the fuck home and get away from me. Cause we've learned a lot more in this pandemic about that. And oh, come back on. To, Come Go on, ahead. man. If, if Michael Jordan can play in a flu game, don't you think he could play in a coronavirus game too? <laughs> exactly. Like, See, that's the kind of shit that, that you know gives the wrong impression to people, man. Yeah, it is. But, and yeah, and we, really we've is. normalized that if you are sick, you shouldn't get better. We've normalized if you're yeah. sick, it's you know FOMO. I'm gonna miss this concert. I'm gonna miss out my day of work. I'm gonna yes. miss this convention. I'm yeah. I'm I, I I might risk passing the flu to the Lord of the Rings actors, and they might fucking die. But God damn it, I gotta meet them. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a switching. Sorry, a switching bro. One way to rule them all. <laughs> I pay but... money. I paid money. I want to speak to your manager, Tom. I want to speak to your manager right now. But but then. Here's the dangerous part of this whole conversation. I'm making yeah. fun of, and I can, I'm American, you know, but I work in other countries around yeah. the world. And I use Asian as a, as, a, as a benchmark of, hey, it's normalized there. Wear a mask so we don't get sick. Yeah. The other thing that's normalized in the United States, and the shoe is going to fall, mark my words, <laughs> is we are a litigious country. And, you know, there's funny, I don't know, I'm, I have to watch TikTok. It's my job because it's my job to know that age demo. <laughs> and there's TikTok videos yeah. that are hilarious. It's like um, watching TV in the year 2045 and you hear a voice like, and it's like, did you uh, catch COVID uh, during 2020 and were told to go to work because <laughs> you were an essential worker? Call our law office. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> that When that comes comes through. It's going to be, you know, oh, you made me. And that's why I brought up with you. Do you have paid staff or do you have volunteers? Oh, I volunteered yeah. at a con and I got COVID and the long-term effects weren't known yet. And now I have permanent lung damage. I'm suing you. Is it yeah. worth the risk to run a fucking show? That is, you don't have all that data yet. That is an absolute great point that, uh, that I had not thought of because yeah, you've got to make these people sign releases and things like that. Yeah. If, if, yeah. I mean, cause, cause, cause it's a, we don't know the long-term ramifications over it. it you know? Cause it's a Correct. two-way street. I mean, if they're going to, if a volunteer is going to still, regardless of what's going on, 
risk their life, then you should not by in turn risk your business because of them. And, and you need to, you need to prepare and make sure that you set yourself up to not heaven forbid they get COVID uh, you lose your business to you get sued out of your ass. And, and there goes your business right there from one person. Right. But, um, but I want to move on to uh, Dakota. You're here for another reason. We're going to talk about this. Real quick. <laughs> um, we had done a, I had done an article back in July about days of the dead and they made some rather uh, bad choices back in July outside of the uh, outside of COVID, of course, uh, you know, um, and I will say that this was one uh, convention that I had seen photos of where they really didn't have sanitization uh, stations. And I think they had like a couple, but they didn't even have sanitizer in them. It was just like, oh, yeah, look what we've got, but you can't use it. Right. Um, hey, just to be clear, Brian, what's the date on this? The this date, was, just to be clear. This was back in July. I don't remember the exact date of when um, Days of the Dead had this convention, but it, I did an article about it. Um, I pointed out several of the flaws that they had from the photos I seen, from the people that I had uh, chatted with, but also about um, their convention as a whole, their bad business practices, how they've uh, how they've uh, fucked over vendors. Uh, and what I had actually was this, in? this was in Indianapolis. Okay, so it was July seventeenth. July seventeenth, yeah. And they had 19th. also and they had also posted a uh, very controversial photo of a of a bear that had a face of Robin Williams with a shirt saying mm-hmm. hang in there. And they didn't apologize for the context of the photo. They just apologized for the photo, which is kind of fucked up. But anyway, um, Dakota's here because uh, he's one of the people I had been talking to about this um, even before I had wrote this article. And uh, we had talked about um, a guy that Days of the Dead had hired named DJ Trey. And, um, and, and I know this, uh, Dakota, you had told me about this guy. He, he's worked at several other conventions He's even still worked at other conventions after he got fired by Days of the Dead. Um, if you want to go into that, be my guest, man. Tell us, tell sure. us about. So, uh, apart from my EMS career, I've I've been a prominent figure in internet radio, uh, as well as just getting into Twitch in the last couple of years. Um, back in 2008, I, along with another DJ, uh, founded what was called the Underground DJ Network, and the idea was to bring dance clubs to your living room. Uh, in the day, new day age of streaming and uh, music and that kind of thing. So <clears throat> a lot of my friends at that time were associated with Days of the Dead. And one of those DJs who I was associated with in that network, his name is DJ Trey. So over the past years after that, I kind of backed away, focused on my actual career, the one that pays the bills, <laughs> and uh, went back in. And stuff just wasn't making sense. All the friends of mine that I had that were part of Days of the Dead are no longer part of it. For reasons why, a lot still won't say. So I did a little bit of investigation talking to people. And this DJ named DJ Trey is a convicted sex offender. Mm -hmm. I can prove it. And I proved it to Brian. Yes. And um, Days of the Dead hires him. They, from what I've been told, knew it, that he was a convicted sex offender. Now, mind you, he was at the last con they had, to the best of my knowledge, and he was convicted on March 1st, 2000. So we're going on 20 years that this guy has been a convicted sex offender. So all the cons that have allowed him to perform at are essentially enabling a registered sex offender to be part of their network part of their entertainment to me 
that's a little disgusting personally, but mm. what to each their own. So yeah. I kind of just let it go. You know, this dude is an egotistic maniac. That's just who he is. Mm-hmm. Until the last couple months, he's just started attacking people uh, who even say his name in the word sex offender. He paid almost, from what I've understand, 20 grand to have his name hidden. You can't find his mugshot anymore. Yeah. You can't find anything to do with DJ Trey or his real name, sex offender, unless you found it before he paid to have it all hidden. Yeah. So this person still to this day is a prominent DJ on Twitch. And if you question him or not essentially attack him, but go after him, he will send people after you and make your life hell. And he's just an egotistical douchebag. And those are the types of people from what I understand days of the dead hired and bars around Purdue university still hire this guy. Wow. Why? Now, now I will tell you, um, Dakota, I had talked to uh, uh, Adolfo Dorda. He is a former owner, uh, showrunner of Days of the Dead. He actually left uh, a couple of years back. And um, in my opinion, ever since that, ever since he left the show, the show has been going downhill mm-hmm. ever since then because it's uh, now owned by Bill Philput, which, by the way, I didn't invite Bill to come on the show. Uh, he has came after me before for, for going after his convention for their poor business practices, which that's just what I do. It's part of my job. It's nothing personal, dude. It's just business, man. It's just what I do. I would do this. I've done this before at, at, at Wizard World. I've done this to other conventions. You're not special, okay? But I did invite him <laughs> to be on the show, and he uh, didn't, uh, didn't, uh, didn't respond. So uh, I, gave him a, I gave him a shot. No excuses. But um, I did talk to Adolfo. I, I've, I have been kind of talking with him. And he did uh, say that uh, I, had, I had chatted with him about that Dakota while we were talking about it. He's, he told me that they did not know that they, that he was a sex offender. They didn't know they, they tried, they did a, um, they did do a background a check. Simple background check. I mean, they, they said that he, he stated that he did a background check and they couldn't find it. So I don't know if it was at the time when he had paid this money off or it was his, you said it was his mother, right? That had paid yeah, off. That that's what I understand. It, it's right man. here. I mean, I'm, that's his mugshot. Yeah. You, you can't, <laughs> I mean. Well, I don't know how you've, I don't know how, I think you kind of told me how you went about finding it, but I tried to find it myself. It was my, sent to me by I a very former close associate of his. I, well, let's, I, let's ask, I couldn't let's find ask Tom and Sam real quick. <laughs> how, how, how deep do we go into the backgrounds of the volunteers and the workers of the cons? Yeah. Well, we're lucky at, at, at Green Mustard. And the reason we're lucky is we only have, we don't have volunteers. All of my staff are paid. Um, okay. So we treat everybody as a subcontractor. That said, fair, um, yeah. because we operate that way within a contained environment, the background checks we have to run, a lot of it is um, borderline nepotism. It's family and friends. Yeah, and if somebody absolutely. new comes in, yeah. Uh, we joke we're the mafia. Somebody has to vouch for you. Then we do a check. So <laughs> right. it should be. We we haven't really had to do any deep diving in a while because yeah. we haven't had that. That said, what I can address about this, a, a lot of stuff you guys are talking about. You know, aside from hard facts, is you know, you guys bring up. Well, I heard this. I heard that. Remember, that's all speculatory. Number one, oh, except course. for here's his registered sex offender. Yeah, and registry. we have that. We have that. And, yeah. and but. The reality of that piece is we dealt with that problem um, in Florida years ago, uh, and and you know another show in in Atlanta, DragonCon dealt with the same problem. Mm. And in Florida, what happened is we had a person found a convention, 
and it became a popular event in Florida and it grew year after year. And uh, as a matter of fact, Wasabi Anime was involved within the first couple of years as they were growing, but we stepped away just because we got a weird vibe. And the true story is literally like, eh, weird vibe, we're leaving. Sure. And we had tons of other opportunities growing at that point. Um, and then it came out that the owner of the show uh, had uh, been arrested and uh, then um, uh, plead to um, you know, statutory rape, uh, guy in his 30s, and the girl was, I believe, 17. And uh, wow. he is now a registered sex offender in uh, the state of Florida uh, on the registry. Yeah. And the next year the con happened, this was knowledge. And he was still making money from this show. And he continued to make money from that show for years. Uh, Dragon Con again had the same issue with one of their founders and, and previous owners. And people would go to the show yeah. and they would go, hey, look, we've, we've made copies of his mugshot and we've <laughs> hung it up around. And you would see the people doing this. Yeah. But guess what happened to the show? Two things. Jack and shit. Yeah. It continued to grow mm -hmm. because the yeah. problems we're discussing, you know, oh, I went to Days of the Dead and there's a registered sex offender that's a DJ. Uh, how many registered sex offenders worked on the movie you worked on, uh, you, you love in, on TV? I don't yeah. know. You know, you don't find out about Kevin Spacey till later. Yeah, but the right. reality True. of it is the, the, yeah. the, 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 the layman, the norm, the attendee, 99% of them have no knowledge no fucks or want to turn on blinders because they, they don't want you to take away their They're happy fun. experience. So when you're describing this, yes, there's always going to be a level of accountability as show owners and promoters that we make sure that we are not putting, uh, you know, our, our staff, our attendees mm -hmm. and our celebrity guests in volatile situations. You know, I've avoided booking uh, celebrities, certain celebrities for that reason. Yeah. We, we, we have our staff check, you know, uh, we have, you know, uh, awareness of, because uh, we've had this situation of, hey, we have this person attending the show and they've been real well. Do you have a police report? No. Then I'm sorry you two hate each other. Next. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, you know, absolutely. he sent me these. I can send show you the screenshot of where he said blah, 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 or she said blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, excellent. <laughs> Did you call the police? Can you show me a police report? Yep. Can you show me a, a, a you know, that you, you that the, the, the police have intervened or that you have a, uh, you know, a uh, keep away. No, I don't. Uh, then I, uh, my hands are tied because then I'm being discriminatory. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. And that's the problem. So I guess, I guess my concern would be, you know, for example, I don't know what the age limit for cons are. I'm relatively new to this, but if, you know, there's a 16 year old that's at the con or is associated with the con and let's say this person gets with them and then they get, sue the con, you know, like, Nope, Nope. This is where you pay very good lawyers. And you make sure that you run your show correctly. And we're very strict on that. We treat our convention um, like an R-rated movie. So even mm. though I'm an all-ages event for, say, WasabiCon in Jacksonville, Florida, okay. I have so many pissed off kids that show up because I'll have a 16-year-old kid show up and be like, you know, here's my ticket. I bought it online. I'm like, excellent. We need a parent or guardian with you. See that checkbox that says you have one. Well, they're not here. Then you're not getting into the Too show. Bad. So yeah. what? So so the liability piece you talked about there is a very important one that a lot yeah. of events sometimes skirt by, which is we will not let you in unless there's a parent or guardian who has taken responsibility for that ch child being there. So they literally have to. A lot of them will walk up and go, "Yes, uh, I'm here with them." So they go, "Okay, cool." So you're taking responsibility for the child. Yes. Yeah. And then if they leave, I can't control that they leave. Right. But I can control that you have now acknowledged that you are setting your child into this event. An abagged event, a private event with your consent, and we've spoken to the adult to give that consent. And mm -hmm. if that kid does something stupid afterwards, we have to call the cops or they get involved. Yeah. 
parental consent parents. has been granted. Yeah. And one of my staff, because my staff confirmed, and, and we're very strict on that. Yeah. Trust me. Do you know, I've dealt with so many screaming kids and we get eviscerated on the internet. Like, you know, you wouldn't let me in the show. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. You are absolutely correct. These are the rules. You got to follow them. Right. But sure. to, to answer your question, uh, what you were bringing up is, yeah, you know, what are the age of these kids? My show, we're very strict on this because um, the primary demographic for anime and video game fans is yeah. tween to college. Yeah. That's it. You know, I'm, yep. I'm dealing with 13 to 25 is my bread and butter. <laughs> I have outside of there, yeah. <laughs> but that's the main one. But then, yeah. you know, demographic shift show to show. You can go to a show like we do work for a show called Gen Con, uh, which is the largest tabletop gaming mm -hmm. convention. Mm -hmm. Yep, been there. And their predominant demographic is single male 40s. <laughs> yeah. Works in the tech sector. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so so I write anime for yeah. them. So I'm literally yeah. the, oh, I have the section where you're dropping your kids off while you go play games. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but there, there is still that level, you know, we're talking about that part of it. You know, there is accountability and responsibility, but there is some of it. There is a line though of how much of it are you responsible. I can't tell you that, you know, if I have even a, a 1000 person show. Yeah. Uh, somebody can buy a ticket and be a registered sex vendor. Uh, they can walk into Disney. You can't stop them. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. So there's that now employing them. That's another circumstance failure to understand mm -hmm. that you've employed them or, you know, yeah. something like that. It's not going to affect the mainstream, but it's, you know, it's a little bit of responsibility. And, and like I said, I don't know anything about days of the dead, except for that one photo, which, you know, I, I'm going to be offended because I'm a huge Robin Williams fan. So fuck the guy who made that. But, you know, humor <laughs> yeah. is humor and, and whatever they want to do. But I don't know any of the drama of the show. I don't know this DJ. But what I do know is, you know, when we have conversations about that, you know, uh, even the, the, the sex vendor I'm talking about, uh, this guy is, is a rich sex vendor. I can show you. And whenever people are like, well, I heard blah, blah, blah. And all I do is go, here's a link. Right. When exactly. say what he did. Yeah, it, yeah, that's yeah. all the information you need. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I did with Brian. Brian was like, are you sure? And I yeah, because I, well, I, I, I can. Well, I. It's it's not it's not easy. You can't access it because that's the thing. Like I I looked, I tried. I have I have multiple ways of doing background checks myself, um, and uh, you can't I find can, it. I couldn't find it. So when you showed me that, I was like, "How the hell did you get this?" I I don't know. But well, here's the but, question about all this though, and and I'm very curious to know this. My understanding was once you're registered as a sex offender, that's already public knowledge, and you should be able to find that. Correct. So from what I understand, researching yeah. this myself, he lives in the state of Indiana. From what I understand, in Indiana, it depends on the level. So if you're under, like, there's a level one, two, or three sex offender. So if you're under a certain level, you can get it wiped completely. Like, it never happened, which is oh, wrong, um, in my opinion. But that's what yeah. I understand happened. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's touch base back on the, uh, on, on the pandemic conversation. Um, now, we're, now you had brought up Tom Gen Con. Gen Con mm -hmm. is a mass con. It's, 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 it's like thousands, Six, hundreds of thousands, 60, 60, 60, to seventy thousand people. People yes. attend. How in the hell are we ever going to have these big type cons come back uh, with a pandemic going on? And you know, <sighs> this virus isn't going to go away anytime soon. It's like just gonna, like you said. It's like it's just disappear tomorrow, right? We know that. But well, how do we have mass cons? Like uh, San Diego Comic Con, for instance, Gen Con, things of that nature. How are they going to be able to? I don't think you can. Well, I can't speak run. for Gen Con because I, I you know, I, I'm a, I, I, we work with them, but I can't, can't spill yeah. beans on them. But what I can say is this: um, uh, it, 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 you said they can't, but 
The reality is we're going to have to find a way to do it. And has anybody solved that code yet? No. The <laughs> no. one piece that's been a consistent part of conversation, and um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug myself here for a second. Convention nerds, we interview people every Tuesday from a specific convention, and we choose them. And we managed to score in a couple of weeks. We're gonna have um, LA Comic Con come on the show. So I, I don't know how familiar you are, but LA Comic Con up until a few days ago was still slated to happen in December. Wow. And the reason they were is months in advance, they had announced that they were working towards solutions. They had worked out what they felt were viable solutions to do this. And these are things I want to hear from them when we talk in a few. Absolutely. Um, but the main thing that seems to be the, the direction that we're all going is um, we have all lived in a world of what is my, and, and, and again, the other guys who've run cons can speak to this too. Um, okay, cool. Here's my room setup. Oh, this is an event room. I have a riser. Excellent. I have a, a screen, stage, table, speakers. How much square footage does that take? Cool. Cut that out of my equation. Now, what's the fire marshal number for this room yeah. offset by this? <laughs> How many bodies can I shove in there? Yeah. So what we're, we're working towards now and what the world seems to be going towards is what is that capacity? But instead of asshole to elbow, now what is that number where people can safely interact or more safely, it is never going to be fully safe yeah. ever again. Um, and yeah. honestly, let's be honest, we never were. I mean, you yeah. brought up a great point yeah. about people cleaning stuff. My wife and I joke all the time of the, look how hard we are cleaning everything. And I'm like, asshole, why weren't you doing that in the first place? So, um, why were we, I've been to Japan, yeah. they're awesome. Yeah. Why are we never that clean in the States anyway? So, um, so we're, we're, you know, our, our cleanliness standards are changing. Not yeah. a bad thing. Um, just like we talked about the travel thing, our travel restrictions don't get on the plane while you're sick. I'm going to be pissed when it happens to me because it's going to happen to me. I'm going to be like, oh, shit, I have a cold, but I've got to be in whatever to appear on stage for this convention. Sure. Oh, fuck, I can't because I have a cold. And that now becomes a viable reason, which right. we have to, the, 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 the trickle down effect of that is talent contracts, anything contractors. Now there has to be a clause in there to cover our ass. Absolutely. But the, the core answer is going to be, um, you know, to their credit, LA Comic-Con, spelled it out pretty clearly was at the Los Angeles convention center, they're normally a 50,000 person show. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I, I'll even use one of the shows I work with Megacon in Orlando, Florida is a 100,000 person show. The backup plan that Informa had in place and we were part of was that they were going to do a show called Megacon limited edition. And we liked the name limited edition because it was funny, but it also spelled out what we were doing, which was taking space for 100,000 people and only selling 25,000 tickets. Yeah. And that's going to be, and where you're going to see the shift in this entire world operation is going to be, hey, I'm used to running a show for, you know, 50,000 people uh, yeah. attending my show. Now I have to create a ecosystem in a show that will support 12,000 people in a 12, yeah. five versus those 50. And here's the hard part. And this is the thing that nobody's talking about. Cause we're in a, a feast or famine economy right now, right mm -hmm. now, everybody's yeah. desperate just to get money in the bank. So <laughs> let me sell yeah. whatever I can. Once everything stabilizes, uh, you know, again, Tom's crystal ball and, you know, I'm glad it's on record. So you can come back and watch this later. <laughs> um, convention ticket prices are about to go up. Vendor yeah. space booths are going to become more expensive. The cost of flying, the cost of anything is going to go up because we're going to have to offer it to fewer people 
Yeah. But we're still going to have to cover the same amount of bills. And then to amplify that, um, convention centers, host properties, hotels have all lost money. They're going to raise their prices. So where I was used to paying 40 bucks, 50 bucks for my one day at the convention, now it just became normal to pay 75, 80 for a one day convention, Uh, you know, Mm -hmm. to go for one day because it's all going to come down to in a couple of years the economy is going to, you know, uh, never bounce back. Uh, you know, it's going to take time to recover from this, obviously. Yeah. I mean, we, we had a pretty big dip, but when it does, it's going to become even harder to crawl out of that hole because in order to be sustainable, we're gonna, everything's going to raise prices. Yeah. The world's going to become a lot more expensive real soon. Yeah. And that's, that's the solution. It's an unfortunate double-edged sword is how are oh. conventions going to be able to come back and uh, yeah. post pandemic. We're all going to do, here's my show. And we're going to have to start being more transparent about, and here's the number of tickets I sell. That's it. I have a a capped capacity. I'm clear that only so many people can get into my show. Let me, and yeah, yeah. Let me, me, I know Scott, you're driving down there or Samuel, I know you're driving down there, but what, you know, uh, if you could speak to what, if you're able to speak to what Tom said about the, about the prices and stuff like that, do you, as a, do you, as a con runner and a show, uh, show owner, do you suspect that you're going to raise, can you, are you able to say if you're going to raise your prices for your ticket? Only if, well, like, honestly, I would probably keep, if this thing, I mean, people are saying it's never going to go away and well, you know, if it becomes like the flu, you know, then you can start to control it, you know, as well. I mean, where'd SARS go, where'd all these other things go? We, nobody knows. So right, yeah. you can't put your finger on it and say, this is going to be us the rest of our lives. Maybe, maybe it will. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you can't say that because again, where's SARS, you know, and where's some of the other viruses? where's the swine flu, yeah. you know? So uh, it, it basically, yeah, maybe you might have to get a shot every year. Um, but, you know, with the ticket pricing, if we have to end up doing time tickets, I'd probably keep my prices the same as mm. you would be there for the whole day. And then, you know what I'm saying? And then like, but it would have to be timed. So yeah. that's honestly the way I'm going to probably have to do that just okay. uh, financially or maybe lower it a little bit. I can afford that because the way my convention, my convention is run and how the size of it, you know, um, sure. I'm able to lower my ticket prices a little bit. I'm not, you know, I get paid what I get paid. I'm not somebody that has a set salary to where it's like, oh, I need $500,000, you know, per convention or else we got to close the thing down, you know, like. Yeah, but, but you're, let me jump in here. You're being optimistic yeah. about the fact. What happens when, and you know, you, you know, this is going to happen. What happens when you're going to see a, a, a spike, not your gradual yearly increase that happens in multi-year shows, Yeah. but um, your convention center is going to spike their cost. Your insurance is going to spike their cost. Yeah, you know, suddenly your vendors are like, oh, I've got a, a your vendors. If you use contractors for load in, load out, you know, Freeman, any of these companies, now their insurance costs have gone up, and they've had to spike their numbers. So you can try to say that you're not going to raise your ticket prices, but if all of your expenses across the board are suddenly going up, you're going to have to market adjust at some point. You got you got I'm some th- you got some thoughts on that, Samuel? Sorry, guys. I have uh, not really great reception where I'm at. Um, okay. Yeah, some stuff does go up. Obviously, I mean, my convention buildings go up every year yearly, anyways. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I already know about you know finances and all that for myself. But the thing is, is that yeah, things are going to spike, but you know, 
not to the point of where we couldn't do a convention. Off of one of my conventions, I can live for two years, usually, you know, without ever having to work again. So, uh, you know, pretty good with money. But, um, you know, I don't want to hurt the fans, too, you know, as well. Um, some of these people, you know, they're especially when you're when you're in a company where it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of people on the board and it's run by a whole board. The problem is, is that you know, a lot of these people want to keep increasing their pay. So then the fans get screwed over. So for me, I run things a little bit differently. Let me, let me ask you that. Let me ask you this, uh, Samuel, what, what is it that, cause you seem, you seem really confident about your, uh, the economy of your shows, me. the, uh, the, the, the yeah. way you're, the way you're staffing and, and handling the pandemic and things mm-hmm. like that. What is, mm-hmm. what would you say that, that you're doing, um, exceptionally well to be able to maintain the state of you said you're good with your money i want to i want to kind of like what is it what yeah. is it that makes you that, that makes you so confident about that your that this, the economy of your con isn't going to uh to tank for instance due to a pandemic what makes you what makes you so certain that you're not going to have to worry about that like and, what and is also, it that you guys are going to do about that samuel is is running the con <laughs> your full-time job or is this like your side hustle yeah yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah, absolutely. Side hustle. No, you don't run five shows as a side hustle. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're insane. Yeah. Okay. No. So yeah. this is this so running Saratoga Comic Con and those events is your full time job. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Okay. So what is so what is it so what is it about you that makes you think that you're that you're not gonna have to worry so much about these economic differences in a, within a pandemic when it comes uh, to <laughs> um, well, I know, I know somebody with a, you know, just a scientific mind would um, think one way, you know, but for me, um, I think more along the spiritual lines and in that we believe it, we have a different system. So, and uh, I can't get into that without opening up a whole nother can of worms. Sure. So, but That's uh, understandable. just let's just say, I know things are going to be okay. And all the wearing and the hands in the air waving, oh, it's going to happen. Okay, that's fine. But uh, it's not going to help you and it's not going to help anyone else. And the thing is, is no one really knows what's going on. And you can't, you can't just say what is going to happen, especially when you don't know what is going to happen. You know, but for me inside, I do, I do know things are going to be okay. So that's kind of the way that that goes. Uh, I'm not going to delve in too much more of that. Why I'm so <laughs> confident. Uh, it, it is because I am, you know, so it's, uh, I'm not being foolish about it. It's just okay. Th- something that's a whole nother can of worms that <laughs> would be take a whole nother podcast to sure. even talk about. So. Sure. Yeah. Now, now let me ask, let me ask you Dakota um, mm-hmm. as, as, as someone who mostly is an attendee and then you also, but I, I do actually have to go though. I yeah, do gotta, yeah. And thank I know you. I'm driving. So I've, I've been thank waiting. I just didn't want to like interrupt yeah, no. you guys, you know, no, but thank it's you been for, great talking to you all. Thank you so and, much for yeah. coming on. We thank appreciate you. it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was yeah. great. I really wanted to hear from the guy who had to wake up at like six in the morning there. Yeah, right. <laughs> didn't hear from him yet, man. So I'm going to go back in the I podcast. I want him to have a big spot. Brighter, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny because I've been watching behind you rising. literally when we started. Yeah. It was dark and now the sun is up behind you. I have a big spot on this. I want to hear his input on it too. So I know he had to wake up early and just listen to us over here on the East Coast jabber on. So. Yeah, right. yeah, you can see the room just gradually brighten up. You know? Yeah, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, all right, guys. Well, I got to go. Thanks. But it was great meeting y'all, and hopefully Thank we'll you. join again. And in- yeah, we'd love to have you back on for sure. Take care care and be safe, sir. Thanks, guys. You too. Bye. So, uh, so Dakota, um, for you, mm-hmm. as as someone who's you know you work as a paramedic, you do uh, you're attending. You're I'm, I'm sure you've attended cons. You're not you know not just as a paramedic. I would love to hear from just someone who's who's we'll say just an attendee, right? You don't really have a lot of this not deep knowledge like Tom myself uh, do about cons and the way they're ran and things like that. What is what are you, some of your expectations as we'll just say as an attendee? for conventions moving forward to try to run and uh or or in some way i struggle with it guys because i just me personally i don't think that they should be happening right now because so it's a little you know it's a little but, hard for me yeah. because i'm in the medical field so it's like i have my own <laughs> expectation of yeah. what i'd like to see um i like cons cons are fun yeah um man. i definitely would like to see them continue as long as they can in a safe and legal way uh, my fear is that some of the local uh, cons around me, which Samuel's in charge of, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. some of these some yep. of these cities yep. will uh, start to put in ordinances against public gatherings, which they are. Saratoga is, from what I understand. And you know, if, if that continues and it happens more around the country, it may not be legal to even have a con. So, I mean, you can talk all day about what you can do about social distancing everybody, but is it, you know, is it against ordinance or not? So as long as it's safe and legal, I'm all for it. As long as the, the con runners figure it out the right way. Mm-hmm. Me personally, as a EMS provider, I'm not going to go until this thing is, or COVID is close to wrapped up. I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's the way it spread mass gatherings period are not a good idea in my what are, but what are your but what are some things you want to see these cons do to put in place to make sure that because let's, let's just face it we can't like i mean unless you don't have a show you can't prevent people from getting it right right, they're right, gonna, right people, exactly. he, humans are going to human they're going to go they're going to go do things they shouldn't do let's face it dakota <laughs> let me right ask now. you a question yeah do you sure. think and, and and just to because this is a discussion among con runners right now yeah do you think in your position that we should be running air travel right now no air travel okay so you're okay. at least you're consistent because because one of yeah. our biggest problems as show runners is we're okay putting 150 people in a contained environment next to each other on seats on an airplane but i can't run a movie right. theater so like i and there's zero <laughs> consistency. like i yeah. said earlier in the, yeah. in the podcast yeah. is you know when do you get sick the most? And that's when you travel. Every time right. I fly somewhere, I get fucking sick. Like yeah. it's just, yeah. you're in a tin can for three hours. Like it's just how it is. Yeah. And unless you're cleaning it the right way, which we all know they're not, then mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah. whatever. So me personally, um, what I would like to see in place is if I was to go to a con, I'd want hand sanitizer is there's a big debate whether hand sanitizer is working for this it either, yeah. either is or it's not but yeah but it can't we'll go with that right can't hurt so mass yeah. definitely needed gotta have mm-hmm. mass yeah. um you know gloves. you gotta gloves might not be a bad idea really um hand sanitizer everywhere and if you have a you need to reduce your ticket sales so you don't have as many people i mean it, that's yeah. what i would do Here's, yeah. here's a question for you, Tom and Dakota. Um, obviously, there's uh, risks 
being in a big group, have Tom, have you considered doing a virtual con? And Dakota, is that something you would be interested in attending? I'm, I'm, I'm on record in a number of interviews stating um, there is no such thing as a virtual convention. I hate <laughs> that term. Uh, until we're living in Ernie Klein's <laughs> oasis, that shit's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, like however, however, you can present a great online experience branded to a convention. So for example, uh, uh, one of the shows that we own, uh, WasabiCon in Jacksonville, Florida, was supposed to take place October 3rd and 4th at the convention center in Jacksonville. Obviously, we didn't move forward with it. However, what we did is we worked with the Visit Jacksonville in the city. We worked with a number of the fan groups in the city, and we put together and ran the entire weekend a Twitch stream um, because we've learned in our research that live interaction versus pre-recorded is much more engaging with fans. And we <laughs> yeah. ran for two days straight programming every hour of, you know, hey, we did a survey. Here's the top 10 geek businesses in Jacksonville, Florida, brought to you by Visit Jacksonville. Or, hey, yeah. um, one of our local authors just released her first book, my first convention, about a kid's book for her kid. So that was a live stream, but it was an experience. Um, my talent booking company, Talent for Cons, we've partnered with a company called Social Factor. And what we do together is we've worked out a way. Um, you've seen like Wizard World and GalaxyCon and ReadPop are all doing the, here's your big virtual guest experience. Well, not everybody can run those. And the logistics behind it are a huge undertaking. Yeah. So with Talent for Cons, you know, we just worked with a show called SenshiCon in Alaska. We've created a way as a package for you to do a one-hour live Q&A with a celebrity and then a three-hour one-on-one virtual signing where they sign autographs and get it back to it. But again, it's that live interactive component. So mm -hmm. um, is there such a thing as a virtual convention? No. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die on my hill for that one. Yeah. But hey, I can do, here's the virtual experience for my fans on Twitch, on Discord, on everything else. Or here's my virtual guest appearance that you can be a part of. Um, but it's never going to replace, no. you know, mm -hmm. and nothing can, again, no. Oasis, um, I'm going <laughs> to the con. Yeah. So, so I'm going to weigh on that. Uh, so in my other life, I DJ, I do a lot of stuff on Twitch. And as you all know, along with cons, the other industry that's having a really hard time is EDM festivals. Mm -hmm. And all mm -hmm. of the EDM festivals that I usually go to, uh, the one of the biggest in New York is Electric Zoo, mm -hmm. uh, was canceled this year. So yeah. a lot of DJs have teamed up on Twitch and created online music festivals. And I've been a part of three of them and I have a three hour slot and I spin and people love it. Mm. It's not the same experience as going to a festival, no. but turning your living room into a dance floor for a couple hours kind of gets you away from reality. <laughs> and yeah. it's yeah. not a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, we're having to offer an alternative to keep ourselves in the mindset of our fans right and exactly. you know yeah. it's a whole other rabbit hole we don't have to go down but dakota I, i'm assuming you're having challenges now with the new enforcement of the uh uh copyright music thing on twitch that they've they brought the hammer down on yep so oh, i've man. uh i've um yeah. dcma has been a problem for djs for years <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it just is. oh yeah um but i, but I have a friend who does the same thing and and uh you know uh you and i are on the same page of the we have to stay connected with fans. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And luckily we have the infrastructure of an internet to allow for doing so. 
um, right. you know, if prior disclosure prior to doing conventions, I was the entertainment coordinator for City Walk at Universal Studios. So I dealt with DJs nightclubs. Mm-hmm. That was that was my day job back then. Mm-hmm. But um, you're never going to recreate being sweaty in the crowd, jumping around. But you're yeah. right. You can get, like I said, that experience. So having the hey, I'm getting a live stream of a DJ, and it's not. And 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 I think you and I, I, I hope are on the same page of this. I am not a fan. Um, I mean, I've watched it, but you know, San Diego Comic Con did. Look at these amazing panels we have, all pre-recorded, and now yeah, it's just going live on fun. YouTube. It's There's not interactive. Um, exactly. And when you're DJing, you have people in a little chat that are going, "Oh my God, this is awesome!" Or, "Hey, you suck." You know what? You yeah, know I suck. Mm-hmm. Somebody's telling me I suck, and yeah, I'm okay well, with that. What I've learned is yeah, yeah, going from really. a live audience in front of you to mm-hmm. a chat room there's no difference as long as you stay engaged with them Absolutely. so people come into my chat room and they say hey Dak, i want to hear this new david Guetta song no problem fuck it hit play it's yeah. interactive with them and yeah, they love man. it like yeah it, you know the, the thing my, my my experience with uh <laughs> that uh victor can share in this with us we uh did our show uh live on uh on a virtual convention and uh, mm-hmm. which one of our episodes uh, we go into the reviewing it. Cause what I do also is I review conventions. That's part of what I do for a living. And uh, which sucks. Cause I decided, you know what? I, I just don't think I can risk. I don't want to take that risk of trying to do that this year, but uh, we did a virtual convention, which uh, you know, Tom, you're right. I don't believe in virtual conventions either. It's just, it's just not the same. You cannot replace the human interaction. I love, you know, people, you know, porn is great, but it's never going to replace the real thing. <laughs> that's a great, that's a, that's a great analogy. That's a good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use it that. Is, it's a true did, story but though, man. But we did, but we did, but we did this, we did this live episode and uh, it was not, it, it was, as much as I love the, the, I'm really good friends with the showrunner. I am also a believer in giving fair criticism. I don't care who the fuck you are, friend or not, right? So, <laughs> so uh, their their convention was pretty much a disaster. They didn't have, they had a mix of pre-recorded material and live material, which made no fucking sense whatsoever. Um, we didn't. Uh, they used. Uh, we were using Streamyard for our for our show, mm-hmm. which has never really seemed to work well in the uh, numerous times I've tried uh, using it. We couldn't really see the chat. Um, They didn't have their merch on their, uh, you had to go to a Facebook group and a link to get to their merch, which their merch wasn't even on their website, which made no sense whatsoever. So, I mean, it was bad. And I, and I had talked to the showrunner. We've had him on before Carl, great guy. And uh, you know, they were very uh, humbled by my, by my review. And I was very, um, you know, I, I can be pretty, pretty cruel, I guess, but I don't see it that way. It's just an opinion. <laughs> my opinion is if you like it, that's, if you don't like it, fine. But like um, the thing about these virtual cons is, you know, I get that they're trying, at least they're trying, right? I mean, you got to give them some credit. The, and, and instead of just saying, look, we're not going to do anything for the fans. They're trying to do something but you have to still yes. do it right. You have to get it right though. You can't just, you know, you, you, you can't just throw shit up on a, on a board and say, okay, here's our convention. Here's our virtual con. You know, you got to actually do it right. So, um, you know, uh, well, Dakota is the, you know, the, the, the pinnacle example of that, which is yeah, absolutely. a DJ spinning is a DJ spinning. And, and again, I'm an old guy, 
go back to you know the age of radio before the internet <laughs> the, the reason we liked you know top 40 stations was yeah one we want to hear the songs we like but two it was the ability to hi i'd like to request a song mm. and yeah, that one piece that? of human yeah. interaction is the yeah. difference between quick just turn on spotify right. or listen to a show right and what dakota's doing yeah. is entertainment and the fact that he as a person and an entity is part of that equation connecting with the audience the difference is now we're connecting to the audience you know through fiber versus mm -hmm. hey you know you're six feet away from me and there's something to be said for that it is yeah and you hit the nail on the head um with uh you know uh, brian it is important to make sure our fans know that we know they're there and to remind them that we are here by providing something and it's got to be something and the now, more that we can connect to them with that something the more that you know the you know and i use this word a lot that the, uh -huh. the community stays connected because yeah. we are fandom yeah. is yeah. a community it's, so, it's it's its own niche so so, so this will be the last thing i want to touch on here before we close out the show is uh postponing and canceling okay this has been a problem that i've seen this year i know um this pandemic has caused us all to have to try to figure out our lives right in in different ways we've had to emulate half of that a lot of it's uh, you know it's i like to say it's 90 percent bsing my way through it and 10 percent actually <laughs> fit you know uh researching yeah, and, and yeah, doing yeah. it i have had a i have noticed uh and and tom you know you as a showrunner can speak on this uh, these conventions are waiting until like literally weeks before to postpone these damn cons we have to and do do you have to do that or is there a reason why that like yes. why is it such a very good a reason for that close and, uh time time frame between when a show is starting and 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 deciding to postpone or even cancel it because because we are beholden as events to other entities so uh sure. when you run a convention you're not just you know it's not like you're a dictator and you get to say how the world works <laughs> um, you have contracts out yeah. to actors, you have contractors to vendors, you have contracts uh, to properties, and those are the big ones. So what happens in a lot of these situations is you're effectively playing a game of chicken to see who, who pulls first. So um, go back a few years prior to pandemic, uh, there was a show in Hawaii, I forget which one it was, but there was a, a tsunami that was coming. And everybody's like, you're irresponsible. You should cancel your show. <laughs> and the, the convention is like, nope, we're still moving forward. And they were getting yelled at online, eviscerated. How dare you, you're irresponsible. And what the, the mainstream doesn't know is behind the scenes, the second they publicly say, hey, we want to cancel, they have taken that action. Ergo, mm -hmm. their contracts have written so that, oh, you canceled on us? Well, Thank you for that lovely deposit you paid that's yeah. now refundable. Yeah. And uh, you're out, you know, oh, by the way, you also owe us damages because you canceled yeah. the event. So as it gets closer to the event, you're playing chicken. It's the, nope, we're going to go through with it. And the convention center, like, well, we're waiting for you to cancel. Or the convention center is just as stuck. You know, my show is, is a great example. Um, our Jacksonville show, we had a conversation. Our show was in October. We had the conversation back in uh, April. Yeah. Um, we did the, hey, this is never going to happen because we were all, you know, optimists back then. But mm. if it does, ABC, here's our plan. And they're like, cool, let's, that's, that's good. We won't ever need to use that. But I'm glad we had this conversation and an email was sent, right? We get closer to later in the summer and we're talking to the convention center and there are people that are going, you know, we probably think it's a good idea, but we can't. Mm. We can't cancel it. And I'm like, really? Why not? 
the Republican National Convention. Oh, yeah. Really? And it's because the RNC was like, oh, we're going to do it no matter what. What pandemic? And we're going to do it in Jacksonville, Florida. And they can't turn around and go, yes, we want to be responsible and move you into next year. However, the RNC is going forward and they're an 8,000 person event. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? So now everybody is stuck because we can't make responsible decisions that we want to make (laughs) because we are now beholden to other people. And the second the RNC finally pulled the plug, within a week, we were like, cool, what do we do next? And so I've had to, and I have friends and I feel bad, like, you know, on Facebook with it or like, you know, fuck this convention, they're not caring. I'm like, that's not how it works. And you need to quit giving them shit because trust me, we as promoters and owners are already stressed. We're already freaking the hell out. And there's very few of us, they are out there, very few of us that are like, well, I need the money, screw this we are beholden to other parties and cannot usually make those decisions until we're much closer. And we have to act now, as if the whole time in order for that to work. Now, let me, but let me ask you, Tom, are you being, are you being transparent with your con attendees though, this whole time? Are you, are you, is Ooh. there, is there some oh, sort of, trans- I said again, Brian, you like, oh, sorry about time. that. Are you, are you, uh, Tom, are you being transparent with your attendees uh, this whole time? regarding what you're going to do or I know you can't the, the, usually the, I know you can't well, usually give like a firm answer on that but are you are you being so well, transparent I'm going to answer your question with a question do you have an attorney <laughs> yes I do and yeah. do you know what my attorney would tell me when I'm speaking publicly about things on a contract shut the fuck up that's a good point so yeah. well, the other problem <laughs> that escalates it with with attendees is we want to turn around and tell what I just told but yeah. prior to that, I couldn't say shit publicly because yeah. yeah. the second yeah. I'm saying, hey, I'm trying to cancel, that can be construed uh, you know, in a court of laws. Well, they, they said they wanted to cancel. Oh, boom. Thanks for the deposit. F you. You're liable for it. Yeah. So we cannot respond. So it's, it's twice as frustrating for owners and promoters that, that they're in the position of, we want yeah. to tell you everything. But we live in the United States we can't. And, <laughs> yeah. and we can't, we yeah. literally, it's, it's one of those, yeah. we can't tell you because the second where yeah. there's an email, a conversation, a text, anything, yeah. all yeah. that has to do. And, and, uh, you know, if it's on the internet, it's forever. Then it's going to show up and be like, Hey, we, we, we've canceled your show because you have said publicly that you want to cancel your show mm-hmm. and we're keeping this, this, and you're on the hook for this or your insurance is now null and void because you canceled versus they canceled. And what happened with the Hawaii show is they waited and it was literally just a couple of days. And it's because they had to declare a state of emergency for a tsunami, which they can't do until it's on your doorstep to go, we officially cannot move forward with this event and we're canceling. Oh, and then the con's like, oh, oh, they canceled. Oh, I guess we have to cancel now. Um, And that's the reality of it. So, So cons want to. 95% 95% is, of the time we want to is it the, one we have to keep our mouths shut for legal purposes yeah. and two we can't until somebody else allows us to do uh do the um yeah. that's do good the, information because you know from the consumer side we've always thought that they should have just canceled what's going on why, why are they taking so long oh, you know? we, we want to we, I, yeah. and I, all my friends and and, and uh, associates that are in this year we all want to it's just behind the scenes we can't and it's I, frustrating as hell and it's just I'm as curious just as stressful for us as, as it is for the attendee trust me i i'm curious do the do the vendors also know at the same time when you guys make that announcement is there some sort of like same same rule so we everybody knows at the same so we, everybody can't, finds out when you announce mom's that. the word yeah. you know you can't yeah, say shit sucks. but that sucks you know it's not your fault 
yeah. a good show, you know, a, a, you know, uh, the shows we did this and a lot in our shows when we're going to make, when, when everything's signed, sealed and done, this is what happens in order. It's okay. Classified my convention center and I, or my property and I have come to our agreement. We yeah. are rolling over to next year. Uh, our, we've, we've, uh, the next step is wave one contact our celebrity contractors. They are aware, please keep this under your hat. That's a couple days. Then right. a couple more days later, step two. Now we're going to let our artists and vendors know. They're exhibitors. Okay. The problem is we know that the second you tell them, they do not keep their mouth shut. And within 24 <laughs> hours, it's, yeah. I heard on the internet, I have inside info that they're going to cancel. Yeah. We know, but we're but the courtesy is we're letting you know yeah. before yeah. we send. Then, then you send, um, so you usually send that and then yeah. you wait like, three to six hours, then you email your pre-registered <laughs> attendees. Yeah. Then the next morning, a press release is released. So even when we know yeah. we can cancel, you know, from a consumer standpoint, it's, you still have to wait like almost a week for yeah. you to find out. And that was yeah. out yeah, of respect. We have to go and talk to these other people first. So it is, it's, and I again, like, I cannot reiterate this enough to anybody who watches this and, and to you as a, as an attendee, trust me when I say it is just as stressful just as frustrating and just as emotionally draining for us mm -hmm. not being able to tell you it is as it is for you being frustrated that you aren't being told anything yeah yeah well i, I appreciate that walkthrough because I've, I've always been wondering uh, i hadn't had a yeah, chance so to talk to my buddy about that yet about how the, what, what's the process like for for uh the, you know when you cancel them and who you tell first and then the the timeline of that so thank you tom for providing that timeline of oh how that works and, and how, and you know, when you hate, you hate having to cancel any show, but this year's a little bit different. So we have to kind of do things a whole other way. Now, um, uh, Tom, when is your, do you guys have any uh, conventions planned? Are you, did you guys cancel all your cons for this year or what's, what are you, what are you guys doing next? Like what's your next convention that you guys have planned? So to, we to have follow, to follow through with. Well, I'm, and I'm, I'm pulling up because uh, so our 2021 schedule is constantly changing. And we oh, literally yeah. just changed it again a few days ago. So uh, shows that we own. Um, our next show was after WasabiCon is we bought a show in Portland, Oregon called Fandom PDX. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was supposed to run January. My, I'm in my office. My whiteboard's up here. My uh, da, 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 <laughs> January 4th and 5th. Uh, I'm sorry. January 3rd and 4th, 2021 was supposed to be our next convention. Mm -hmm. uh, we made the decision about a month ago. Uh, to forego that uh, and push it later into the year. So mm -hmm. we are going to run, just like we said, a Twitch stream for WasabiCon. We're already in pre-production. We're going to do the same thing for the fans in Portland. Because again, the other responsibility, and I, I can't emphasize this enough, as convention runners, if we're in a city, um, you know, your, your other, your Saratoga guy was, was correct. And, and, you know, all of us who've done this can say, we are an impact on our community locally, financially yeah. and, and everywhere else. And right now there's only so much we can do. So we try to find a way, like I said, Visit Jacksonville, we worked with to do, hey, let's showcase the local barcades, everything that's open. So like right now, I have my, my fandom yeah. PDX team going through going, hey, do me a favor. And this is like the most horrible thing you have to tell somebody to do. But I need you to go through our list of the local uh, businesses that we keep in touch with for, you know, flyer stuff like that. Please check to see who's still open. And yeah. then once you've confirmed that, we're yeah. going to do the same thing there. But that's going to happen virtually. But our yeah. first humans are going to be somewhere event um we're running the anime programming for megacon in orlando florida and that one is set for march 18th through the 21st however 
the new norm in dealing with conventions. Yeah. Mar- and this is public knowledge. They released this this week. MegaCon Orlando is a 100,000 person show. It is designed to take place March 18th through the 21st. We still don't know if it's going to be 50% capacity. We don't know. We're too far out. Mm-hmm. However, as we get closer, if we realize that we cannot go through with that show, we already have secondary dates in September for September 17th to the 19th for oh. MegaCon limited okay. edition. So if one cancels, we already have the backup. And so we had a couple of other spring shows we've moved. So right now, as it stands, um, Wasabi Anime or one of my Wasabi Anime shows, uh, March 18th Uh through the 21st, Megacon, May 29th through the 30th, Fandom PDX, June 16th through the 20th, Origins Game Fair, Uh, July 30th, August 2nd is Calgary Expo. That's normally a spring show. We just moved that to the summer, just in case. Uh, Fan Expo Boston, August 6th and 8th. Fan Expo Canada, August 26th, 29th. September 17th, 19th is Edmonton Expo, but now it's also the same weekend for uh, Fan Expo Dallas. And Fan Expo Dallas is a spring show. And then Wasabi Con got moved to October 16th. So if you notice the trend here, we have two, there's three shows that are happening March, May, and June. And like Origins Game Fair is a great example. Our contract with them actually has verbiage in there for the hours of programming that we're designing to run for their show. 50% 50% of those hours are being designed with the knowledge that they are pivotable to be presented online in case they have to cancel. And that's the new norm in that's a good. lot of our contracts of, you know, we're even that's looking good. at talent contracts of, Hey, I'm booking, like if I was, you know, let's use it. If I was going to book Dakota, Hey Dakota, I'm booking you to be a DJ at one of my uh, raves or dances at one of my conventions. But in your contract, I'm paying you this deposit with the understanding that if the show doesn't go in, you're not getting the balance because it's not happening. However, the deposit we paid will now be leveraged. I need you to appear for X number of hours on a live stream that weekend for A, B, and C. And that's becoming a norm. I've seen a lot more with conventions and, you know, that's good though. We have to plan for that at this point. Yeah. I got to know too, uh, you know, that's gotta be so damn frustrating, man, especially like, you know, uh, with the constant shift with this virus, mm-hmm. you know, it's very unpredictable, which really sucks. You know, how has it been like, it's kind of like you have to play like 5D chess with your shows, right? Like you've got to, you've got to be able to be four, three or four moves ahead. Uh, you, ha- or, you know, to, you to, have to, you know, and people are learning to be more so. So, yeah. the, you know, what we went through this year is a great example is a number of the shows we work for. Okay. Um, it was, Hey, uh, you're going to provide in the way our contracts work for contract to shows is, Hey, you want anime programming? How many hours of programming do you want? Cool. We bill per hour. Here's our fees. We're going to design this for you. And then if that fails, it's just like a law firm. We just roll back to hours spent working on it gets billed against that hours. Mm -hmm. So say you take a convention and you go, cool, here's the programming design for this convention set, ready to go. Because we plan, obviously, you know, well in advance. And then you find out, hey, by the way, that's going to move. Cool. So what we had to, you know, we all had to learn is it sounds real simple. Okay, unplug and move. No, I now have to go through 50, 100 hours of programming, reconfirm everything, reconfirm everybody, delete and add. And when you start doing that multiple times for multiple shows, I mean, people are like, oh, it sucks. You're not doing, I've been on a plane since January 6th. They're like, you're not doing shows. I'm like, I'm working nonstop though, because yeah. it's like, okay, oh, yeah. now here's the next plan. But what's happened because of 2020 and we've all had to operate that way throughout the entire year. Yeah. 
again, Origins is a great example. My contract says, and you know, even yep. we, you know, we just did an addendum with our, uh, our our informal one of, hey, this is going to happen, and this is what we're planning for in the ideal world of normal again. Yeah. However, Plan B is A, B, and C need to be able to give us a Twitch stream or something that we can feed into our fans and still provide the programming. So we're still still working that aspect. So 2020 yeah. was. I'm working nonstop. It's like I've, I've learned, I've been doing nothing but throwing water, of, of buckets of water on the fire. <laughs> now yeah. we're walking into 2021 yeah. and we learned it's getting buckets. I just got the truck pulled up here just in case. <laughs> and I'm just it. holding the hose. Down. Yeah. And we've yeah. learned, I mean, everything's learning. And we have learned that we now have to have plan B and plan C in place. Yeah. How, long, how long do you expect, you know, this, this, is gonna, this might be a little bit of a tough question to answer. Tom, do you ever think we're ever going to be able to have 60, 70,000 people at a con? Yes. Do you know, do you, th- what, do you, how soon would the you, time frame when do you think we would ever be able to have the, have that many? Not soon. Con? It's not going to be for at least a couple of years because there's two things we have to affect. Mm-hmm. Say tomorrow, somebody uh, created the miracle drug. There's a miracle <laughs> drug. Oh my God. Yeah. And this is a, this is a yeah. high bar. You oh, know, yeah. we have created a miracle drug that destroys COVID. There's never going to be such a thing. Right. However, course. pretend for a second that happened. If that happened, you now have to undo a year of cultural shift. There yeah. is going to be an underlying paranoia for a percentage of our population of, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ready to go back into to yeah, a mass gathering totally, yeah. environment again, That's because true. I've now been conditioned to be afraid to do so. Right. You know, uh, the, the easier one taking geek out of it is when, you know, I'm trying to figure out when's going to be the next time I'm going to be comfortable sitting in an audience at a, at a concert. Yeah. When, you know, take Absolutely. it to a smaller scale. When are you going to be comfortable walking out and going to a movie theater? Right. So yeah. you're going to have to, there's going to be two, there's two theories of what's going to happen. Uh, one is um, uh, we're crimping the hose. And I say this a lot. And once conventions are safe to come back to, you're going to see an immediate surge in attendees. Oh, However, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to see those surge of attendees, but it's going to be tempered by the fact that we are probably going to want to restrict the number of coming to create the sense of feeling safe. You know, I, I fly internationally all the time. Uh, you know, United States, I have to take off my shoes. What does that do? It does two things, nothing and more nothing. Yeah. But it's security theater to yeah. make me and Americans feel better about travel. But Japan, yeah. they're like, what the fuck ever, you know, or yeah. you know, yeah. Europe. It's like, just why are you taking off your shoes, you dumb American? But um, we're going to wind up having to do, hey, I, I know that normally yeah. we bragged about, oh my God, look at everybody shoved in our giant packed vendors room. Now yeah. it's going to be like, no, no, we're not going to do that. X number of people, we have, to, and you're going to see transparency. X number of people is our capacity. This is what yeah. we're gunning for. Not more than this many people. And to show, you know, proof that that works, um, even outside, you know, uh, it, it was brought up, you know, Dakota brought it up a couple of times. A lot of it is based on local regulations, but right. there's also the yeah. other side of that, which is when uh, conventions or I'm sorry, businesses step in and self-regulate. So in Florida, we are now in phase three, which means a ton, the training wheels are off. A lot of the things mm-hmm. that you wouldn't be able to do, we can do. Yeah. 24 hours after our idiot uh, uh, leadership decided that that was a good route to go. <laughs> yeah, that was um, uh, Disney World, Disney World put out a statement going, we understand that restrictions have been lifted. However, at this time, we will continue to operate with all the same previous safety restrictions and the same capacity level. So 
they're not opening the park to full capacity. Yeah. You know, it's it, because not because they can't, because they're making the conscious decision not to. And the reason for doing so is, you know, you brought up the, the pushback from people. Um, we joke all the time, you know, I don't go to Disney. I, I went once since they opened and it was, I will go in the morning to Epcot because it's not as busy. And then as soon as I see just enough people, I'm out. And I did. Mm-hmm. I told my wife, I was like, I'm sorry, done. See yeah. you out. And it's not worth the risk for, you know, Pirates of the fucking Caribbean. But um, <laughs> right, what happened, yeah. though, it's is. Not, it's not the yeah. And so <laughs> but what's happening is the reason Disney, you know, I love seeing it again. TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, these mm-hmm. videos show up. There was a great video recently of this guy walking through that uh, God will protect me and you're all sheep and blah, 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 screaming, <laughs> walking through Disney's Hollywood Studios. He was creating this huge scene and he had security around him following him. And it's a great video because if you watch his full video, there's somebody there uh, uh, with him and it gets, it brings you the whole thing of that He's on his high. He is so sure of himself. How dare you make me wear a fucking mask? And he was gone and you see the video and to his credit, he didn't stop filming, which I'm very happy for. <laughs> he got all the way to the front of the park. They took him to security. They had the conversation. And then suddenly the OPD Orlando police department is there. And he's like, Whoa, 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 what's going on? And he's full paid for his annual pass. And as a Floridian, I can tell you, those suckers ain't cheap a a year long annual pass. So he's paid in full. And then the cop shows up and then he's like, Oh, why is there a cop there? And they're like, sir, you are now being trespassed. Uh, You are not going to jail. However, if you ever set foot property, uh, you know, while this trespass is in effect, you will go to jail. Are we being yeah. clear with you? And his demeanor suddenly went from, yeah, to what? And it's like, yeah, your, your $1,000 <laughs> pass ain't getting refunded. Yeah. You now run the risk of going to jail. I hope it was worth it. And we see those videos here in Florida and, and, and Disney's like passively like, yeah, share the shit out of that because they have a yeah, very man. harsh hard line. I mean, there's a woman who tried to shame them of my kid is autistic and like we fully empathize. But before you got there, it was made clear. That if your child is not under the age of two, yeah. you they have to. Well, he can't. The, the B side is well. If he can't handle that, then why is he going to a theme park? Yeah, and so right. Disney's they're like, kidding. you know, they're they're going to try to sue Disney, and they're like, <laughs> we understand. But the the safety level that they're pushing back on has been huge, and I think that's something that we're going to see conventions have to adopt. It's only X yeah. amount of people are going to be allowed at the convention. These safety protocols are in place. Are we necessarily going to need them all? No, especially as time goes on. But are we going to see our mega super giant expo San Diego, blah, blah, blahs come back? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are we going to see them come back to those numbers immediately? No. no. But when we get I there, think, it's going to be one hell of a party. It's going to go back to the beginning of our conversation. We need these enforcers to actually enforce. And I think that the fact that Disney says, you know what? Sorry, dude. Your pass is null and void. You're trespassing. That mm-hmm. needs to happen elsewhere. We need to yeah. not be afraid of the consumer and put our foot down and say, hey, this shit is not okay. So here, um, kind of off topic, but on topic. Here in my town where I live, our local Walmart has people now standing outside and will mm-hmm. not let you in the front door without a mask on. Period. Yeah, uh, so I mean, I, that's what needs to happen. You know, that's 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 yeah, the we whole. We need more that's, enforcing. That's what we need. Yeah, that's the whole. That's my. That's been my entire problem with this whole uh, pandemic is these businesses acting like they can't tell people, they can't turn people away. Guess what? Yes, you fucking can. You're a business. You're a privately owned company. 
you have every right to kick these people out or, or, or tell them they can't shop there or, or can't come if they don't, if they don't follow the rules. I mean, we, we've had, I mean, you've, you know, it, it's, it's just like the whole no shirt, no shoes, all that shit. Right. If you, you kick shoes, people no out shirt, for no that, mask. if you kick people, yeah. if you, if you kick people out for that, why are you not, you know, it, so it's, and it's, and my, it's my late father had a popular phrase. He liked to beat into the ground with me, which mm-hmm. is um, okay. If I'm, if I'm driving down the highway and I see a semi and it's driving directly for me, I'm doing the speed limit. I'm in the yep. correct lane. Yep. I have my lights on for safety. My seatbelt on. I'm doing everything right. And this truck is in the wrong lane. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> and, you know, the obvious answer is, well, swerve. He goes, whoa, 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 but they're breaking the law. They're doing it wrong. So you can stay there and be right. <laughs> yeah. But you will be dead right. So the problem you're dealing with, and again, I say this all the time, there's a, there's yeah. a, a lack of empathy in our culture to look at the full picture. And I will get mad and I will quit supporting. There's businesses in my town I don't go to because they have the, we believe it's your right. No, no, that's, that's a failure on public safety. Yeah. However, I understand their motivation because if you have nobody coming into your store because of COVID, you want anybody coming in your store if you're trying to keep the doors open. And right. it's very, very hard to tell a starving person, you know, hey, you, you shouldn't put your elbows on the table if you're eating dinner. Fuck you, I'm starving. So while I disagree wholeheartedly with, you know, hey, letting people in that don't have masks, I at least understand the level of desperation they're at. I just choose not to, you know, you got to choose that balance. And a lot of it, you know, again, going back to, you know, Dakota brought up a great point and I'm going to keep beating on it is a lot of it rests on local policy. And that's where, you know, if your local lawmakers or councils or something have not put something into play, it is much easier for me to turn around and go, you got to put on a mask. Well, that's a free, I'm sorry, county policy. Oh, yeah. I've now taken accountability and tossed it away. However, if there's not in place where you live and it's, you know, hey, make your own decision, I'm fucking desperate. I got yeah. wife and kids at home. I've got to pay my bills. I got to put food on the table. Hey, why well, that guy's not wearing a mask? You're right. But, you know, if I confront him and tell him, one, I'm going to run the risk of, you know, if I'm in a town that leans that way, um, I'm in Florida. So, so, you know, I'm in a town that leans that way. Suddenly I'm being eviscerated on the internet of, <laughs> oh yeah, you, you know, fuck you because you goddamn liberal and you wouldn't made me wear a mask and kicked me out and it's a free country. And I had my card and you know, it's all bullshit, Yeah, but it's not going to matter to you at the end of the day. If you're having to close your doors, you can't pay your bills and no money is coming in. So it's a slippery slope. So is, the trick yeah. is when you we're looking at these conventions, I mean, Half of me does understand the, hey, you know, we don't have any restrictions, blah, 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 um, because there's no restrictions in place. And like I said, use the, the convention I went to a couple of weeks ago as a perfect example. Absolutely. They have no fucks to give. And they've made it crystal clear that, you know, in their posts yeah. on social media of their goal is all the vendors there are starving. There's no shows. They're toy vendors. They're game vendors. It is nothing but a shopping show. Please come to our show to support these small businesses that are fucking dying right now. Mm-hmm. However... They want no level of accountability. So uh, there's no accountability here and not my problem. Or, you know, hey, the hotel, yeah, the sign said put on a mask, but not my job to enforce it. I'm in this, you know, conference center. Yeah. So I I think that the success of it, the long term, this is when it's a short term, short term perception versus long term. People are just trying to survive right now. Some people are making the wrong decisions while they're deciding, trying to just survive. But I can't be the judge of somebody who's just trying to survive. 
I can choose where to spend my money and Absolutely. choose not to go there. And is it going to hurt them long-term or short-term? And that's where they have to make their own decision because at the end of the day, pop culture events and these sort of, you know, dances, mass gatherings, all of this are the same thing. They're businesses that have bills to pay, but um, are you trying to survive for the short term? Are you trying to survive for the long term, or do you not have a choice in the matter and you have to choose one because you don't have the luxury of the other one? You know, Green Mustard Entertainment Inc., the yeah. company we have. I have a talent booking company. I own conventions. I'm contracted by other conventions. You know, we can design and operate projects. We're sustainable through this to a, to a degree. Don't get me wrong. At some point, I have to wake up and go, shit, I can't do this anymore. I have to have some other source of revenue if no other sources of revenue exist. And we creatively come up with solutions. So we're just like any other business. But we are in a position where at least we can and have the time and the breathing room to do so because of our, what we do and we have these solutions. If I was owning a store on the corner and I sold widgets and nobody wants to go buy widgets because widgets aren't useful anymore in the midst of a pandemic, I don't care who the fuck's coming in my store. Please yeah. come buy a fucking widget or my Darwinism conversation. You need to adapt and find a better way to sell your widget, mm -hmm. a new way to sell your widget. And the best example of this is, you know, not to go too far off the stream, but comic book stores. I have friends that own comic book stores and uh, there's a guy in Orlando, Florida as a friend of mine, Aaron owns a shop called a comic shop and he made national news because when everything hit, they had to close their doors. And he's like, that's not going to stop me. I'll buy your comic books. And he does a stream daily on his Facebook. And he goes, cool, here's this. We're putting it up for, for auction bid start at this. And that guy is pure <laughs> hustle. And is still yeah. making money. I have two other friends that, own, that figured out that model of, hey, we don't want you coming in the damn store, but we still have all the same cool interview. Here's here's the reach on social media and online. Yeah. Let's find a new way to distribute and to sell. And yeah. so, you know, conventions are going to come back. Yeah. Conventions are going to come back. We're going to have, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to go to Anime Expo again one day with 100,000 people or Fan Expo Canada with 130,000. And, you know, we're all going to be like, oh, my God, it's like the good old days. Is it going to be 2021? Yeah. Nah. Is it going to be 2022? Closer, Maybe. but no. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We're going to ease back into it. Yeah. And, you know, but in the interim, um, you're going to experience something a little different. If anybody's ever been to a failed convention with awesome stars, I went to this convention and it bombed. But you know what? The people who were there when it bombed had the greatest time ever because there's only a few hundred people and there weren't lines and you still got to see your awesome thing and do your yeah, awesome yeah. stuff. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be in the midst of right now is, hey, we booked so-and-so. We're doing this at this convention. And instead of having 50,000 people, I'm there with 10,000 people. It's a yeah. hell of a lot easier to, to you know, oh, <laughs> shit, I am having a great time. But yeah. it's only, but, you know, we're going to have to find a way. There's, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a balance sheet somewhere where yeah. we're going to go from, hey, all the money to do a million things. How do we do it more inexpensive and still create? Costs, and, yeah. and the goal in the end is how do we create an enjoyable experience for our attendees? And now it has to become an enjoyable and safer than before experience. Yeah. And that's where it's going to go. Absolutely. I, I and, totally and, agree. And, and, and Tom, I didn't hear, man, on your long list of schedule there that, that you, you, you uh, gave us. I didn't hear you coming down to LA, man. You don't come down to Los Angeles on the West uh, Coast. I, so there's an event in, uh, uh, do you know what Anime Expo is? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. So there's an event that Anime Expo does called Project Anime. And uh, Project Anime is a, there you go. Project <laughs> Anime is the B2B show. It's the annual conference of anime convention runners. Yep. 
Um, I'm actually the co-founder of Project Anime. Uh, I was contracted by, I I worked Anime Expo 2012, 2013 to help him design that. Um, And I used to come out to LA every single year. This last year, 2019 was the first year I skipped it um, uh, in 10 years. And uh, when I go to LA now, it's for Talent for Cons work. So I'm actually in LA, but I haven't been to a show in LA since the summer of 2018. So, but- I go, I, I go where I'm, I'm sought after again, <laughs> we're mercenaries. Uh, yeah, um, so it's, so we show up where the money is, or if there's a uh, pr- uh, opportunity for us, but uh, no, I speak well, uh, fluent. Uh, my big thing uh, in traveling is, uh, have you ever heard of a show called man versus food? Oh yeah. yeah I love yeah. that show. Love I've been to about 40 locations now. Cause every time we get booked for a city, we do it. So uh, there's that ramen place in little Tokyo. I've been to Philippe, the original I've gotten oh, yeah. my uh, French dip. So yeah, no, I love LA. I work, I work I right down the street it. from Philippe's. That's a, that's an awesome spot. Oh man. I love that place. Well, I, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show here, but before we do that, and you know, we, we just, we know that look, these cons are going to have to adapt to survive, right? That's basically what it is. Yeah. The Darwin is that's finest, man. Some, not everybody's going to make it. That sucks, but that's life. You know, you gotta, mm-hmm. you either, uh, you can't sit and expect everybody to do the work for you. And, um, you know, everybody's had to adapt. That's why we have Zoom now. You know, people are using Zoom to teach Zoom. For, yeah. for, for schools and, and for podcasting and all this wonderful stuff and fun stuff we'd like to do. Uh, but before we close the show, I wanna give mm-hmm. Tom and Dakota each a few minutes to uh, just promote. Like I know you do convention nerds. Where can people go, Tom, to uh, listen to your podcast and uh, just just do if you want to promote whatever, man. Go for oh, it. Okay, so shame, shameless plug part. Okay, got it. So yeah, uh, <laughs> conventionnerds.com. If you go there, you can find. And we um, again, we are a weekly podcast. We run live on Twitch, uh, and then after we run live on Twitch, we uh, two weeks later. Uh, put the, the video up on YouTube and on Facebook episodically. And also if you just prefer the audio version, we have the audio podcast that you can listen to on Apple, Google, Spotify. Um, the upcoming shows, I'm going to have to pull up my list. Uh, this week, it, next Tuesday will be Anime Boston. Uh, the week after, we're talking to a controversial show down in Texas called Anime Matsuri. Uh, the week after mm. that, as promised, we're bringing on the CEO from LA Comic-Con to have a discussion mm. about, well, you had to stop, but I want to hear what you had planned. Yeah. Um, and then the weekend after that, we're, uh, we're talking to Hawaii Con uh, because I'm curious what it's like, you know, being on a closed ecosystem of an island. So yeah. Convention Nerds is, yeah. is the capacity I'm here for. Beyond that, um, the parent company is uh, Wasabi Anime. Uh, we've been around since 2001. Uh, basically running anime events as a hobby. And then now it's a hobby gone horribly wrong because it's a business. Uh, you can go to uh, find us on every social media under the name Wasabi Anime on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and then the big thing we're pushing right now is because conventions aren't happening, the best way you can support us is we're developing a lot of great programming on Twitch, uh, which is obviously twitch.tv Wasabi Anime. Uh, Monday nights, we have a, a, ca- a show run by our maid cafe. So if you're into that, it's a lot of fun. They have a different maid cafe on uh, every Monday. Tuesday is convention nerds. Uh, Thursday, uh, we have uh, what we call RPG for weebs, uh, where we have um, uh, nice. one of uh, the women who runs our shows basically just playing uh, JRPGs. And then Friday, uh, next week, we're launching a brand new show um, for tabletop gamers. Uh, there's a company called Japanime Games, which makes like a Cowboy Bebop game. I mean, all these games. And every Friday, they're going to be doing a show about anime board games and uh, things like that. So 
uh, Wasabi Anime on everything, specifically on Twitch and Tuesday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, check us out uh, on Convention Nerds if you're interested about learning more about running cons. Cool. Cool. Very cool. Well, I just cool. gave you a follow-on. I just gave you a follow-on <laughs> Twitch, so... Well, well, thank you. I'm doing that after the fact. Our producer oh, is going to love that because she tracks yeah. the numbers. I'm going to get a message from her. Yeah, I just gave you guys a follow on Twitch. So there you go. And Dakota, and, and we'll I know definitely you... have. Oh, yeah, we'll go definitely ahead. have all the links, you know, just to make sure. Uh, but Dakota, go for it, man. What you got? Yeah, man. You yeah, need, so yeah, promote what, I, uh, whatever, I DJ as well. Uh, every Saturday night on Twitch, we bring the dance club to your living room. So I'll be live tonight at 10 Eastern. A little late, but dance clubs go late, right? So uh, we'll be doing that. And, uh, twitch.tv forward slash real deck r-e-a-l-d-a-k and on twitter i'm at the dj deck gonna be doing uh some dance club style stuff tonight so if people are interested in hanging out on saturdays that's where we are awesome. uh we do contents excuse me costume contests on the show before mine and just all night fun that's a good time r-e-a-l-d-a-k costume, that's costume. Yeah. and i just Making gave sure you a follow right now well, thank you, you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. See, I put my phone away, man. I feel like I should have my phone in front of me. You guys are all following everybody you gotta, else. Hey, man, you gotta be prepared. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the link after the fact. Man. Well, I've got two monitors and the phone in an iPad. Same. So yeah, there you cheating. go. Yeah. 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 See, I'm over well, here guys... giving you guys my undivided attention. You well, guys yeah, are on devices. That's yeah, not cool, man. <laughs> no, you give us, uh, but you guys give us, um, give me your links, you know, uh, so, uh, message them to me and I'll make sure because, uh, for those listening at home, uh, we do do a video version of this podcast whenever we have a guest on the show. So mm -hmm. this will be up on. Uh, th this is already up now. Obviously, you're watching it, duh. but like, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, we do the video version on YouTube um, every Monday. Same with when our podcast is released on audio. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, Google Music. You know, we're 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 basically a whore for whatever uh, wherever you can listen. <laughs> whatever to social it. media, uh, we're on you know, somewhere. wherever you're at. But um and uh, yeah, every every episode is new on every Monday, and then uh, Victor and I are actually planning. Uh, maybe we can't really. It's kind of hard to plan this stuff. Um, we we would like to be able to travel and take this show on the road and go to conventions, and but who knows? I don't. <laughs> good, good luck with that right now. That's gonna yeah. happen. But but um. So that's but, in uh, the distant future. But that is the, that is in the distant day. future. Uh, when we can do that, so who knows? Maybe we, maybe we can uh, do some of your conventions, Tom. We can go to you know, do our show there, and I don't know, you, be, you, you get yourself there and an internet connection. I can give you the space. We'd love that's, it. That's the most but, I can um, promise. But uh, thank you guys for coming on the show, and thanks uh, Samuel Chase for being on the yeah, show no too. Problem, yeah. We appreciate uh, you know him being on the show, his point of view, and everybody else here as well. And uh, guys, we'd love to have you guys back on the show eventually at some point uh, as well to talk about anything else or cons or pop culture that's what our show is about here is pop culture we do a lot of video gaming stuff and of course anything in the entertainment field as well but uh thank you guys for coming on the show and uh, until next time my name is brian daniels that's victor salazar y'all have a good rest of your day until next time we'll see you guys later thank you yeah.